0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome, welcome to the
1: smoking word. Welcome, welcome,
0: welcome to the
2: smoking word. What's up, what's up, everybody? Before anything, I want to announce tonight we are playing with Gore. Napalm Death and I Hate God in Richmond, Virginia. Tomorrow we're going to be in Columbus, Ohio. September 18th, Frederick, Maryland with Suffocation and I Hate God and No Mas. I want to see everybody out there. And September 19th, we're playing Pittsburgh with Gore and the rest of those guys. So make sure to cop those tickets and cop that merch and represent for New York hardcore will be in the building. And, um, the smoking word podcast is always brought to you by Casa the That's my merch store. You want to support the show? That's where you go. We got t-shirts, shorts, slides. We got a bunch of shit over there. You could get everything for his hers and everything in between he's and she's and all that good shit. But, um, Casa If you want to support the show, co-cop some merch, um, Shout-out to everybody from around the world that's been tuning in, supporting. Um, make sure you keep subscribing. Make sure you keep spreading the word. That's how we keep the show going. And um, shot a big, big shout-out to my Patreon family for holding me down. I hope you enjoyed that footage. We just dropped some footage from the New York show, and we also dropped a special edition with my brother, Ezek, that trust me, you're gonna want to tune into that one because that shit got asked my patrons about it, but um they get it first. But um shout out to my Patreon family and for all you dinosaurs that don't know what it is, I'm explaining it one last time. Patreon is a way you can invest in the Smoking Word podcast. If you want the podcast to keep going and you like what you hear and you wanna, um what you call it, Uh, um, chipping and what do you call it? Invest in the show. Basically, you could join the Patreon. Patreon basically has a couple of tiers of stuff, exclusive videos and all that good stuff. So all the money goes back into the show. That's how we get this beautiful graphics and all that high tech shit that, you know, only the smoking word has. So shout out to my Patreon family and everybody who will be joining the Patreon family after they hear this. Right. All right. So, yo, um, patreon.com slash the smoking word again, patreon.com slash the smoking word. Go there, go support the movement. Also, you can follow me on Instagram Hoya rock 357 you, and make sure to add the smoking word podcast on Instagram. If you have any questions, any new music, send it there or send it a busky. What up busky. But, um, Again, thank you to everybody who's been tuning in, um, everybody who's been supporting. Oh, yeah, make sure not only that you you tune in, but make sure to subscribe to the the Smoking Word podcast and also to Smoking Word TV on YouTube. Listen, we dropped some footage, and we're going to really get crazy with it. We got a lot of dope exclusive footage, and we're going to be killing that YouTube world, but you got to subscribe. Hit that little reminder bell. Make sure that shit rings. Do whatever you got to do to let everybody know that the smoking word is in the fucking building. All right. With well, that being said, today on the smoking word, I got, I was going to say um, New York, but they're not really New York or New, New Jersey and New York slash or whatever. But basically, long story short, East Coast Finest. Kind of new, but not new. My peoples, Dan and Danny from Kings Never Die. Let's set this shit off. Oh, shit. I see you, but do I hear you? Check, check, check. Yo. Yeah, I hear one. I hear I hear the toe. (laughs) What's up, bro? (laughs) I hear one, Danny. What about the other one? Sound off.
1: Yeah, you got me?
2: All right, I got you now. Yeah, I got uh. Dan. We got Dan and Danny. Yo. Hold on! Welcome
1: to the fucking smoking word podcast. That's some oh, backdrop, man.
2: You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You go big. <laughs> I, you know, I Danny knows this. I like to try to stick out from everybody else. So you know, you I had do. A, no, I not mean, at all. Yeah, you know, I gotta be like, uh-huh. you know, I'm not. I don't always. I'm not always the shy guy that you you know you guys know usually. But um, <laughs> first of all, good to see both of you, You know. You know, Danny, of course, my favorite gorilla over here, you know, <laughs> but also both you guys. But and I forgot. Wait, the last time I saw you guys in the flesh was at the show, right?
1: Tompkins Square Park. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Right. That was the first time I, I'm not the first time, but the, la- the, the last time I saw both you guys in the flesh. That was
1: the first time everybody saw everybody.
2: Yeah. yeah everybody popped their cherry that day. Yeah, man. The fucking. Uh, but um, that, was the day. that was
0: the day we all came out of hiding.
2: I know it was like, um, you know, again, you know, I try not to go back to that because it seemed, you know, like I don't want to be that dude like living off that fucking moment like that. But yeah. damn, what, what a, that shit fucking, um, what a crazy day, right? What a fucking, that
0: yeah, was an amazing day.
2: Yeah. Like I brought like, my
0: sons with me, man. I brought my sons and I mean, got out the house, sort of manpole show.
2: Jesus, I know.
0: It was great.
2: What the, I know what a fucking day with everything like that. Just seeing that, me seeing like, the, you know, people with their kid. I got amped that people brought their kids. I was gonna bring my kids, but it was so last minute I couldn't hook it up quick enough. Yeah, and I was like, course. fuck. When I saw your guys, everybody with their kids, I was like, I said, fuck it. If mine's ain't here, at least they their kids are here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like,
0: yeah, absolutely. It was a great day.
2: And um, what's up with you guys? So and and so I know you came out of work right now, uh Danny, right? Yeah, you were yeah. working and and, and I ain't trying to say that Dan's a bum, but you were working then or what you were I'm doing? O- or I'm working? always
1: working, man.
2: Oh, okay. I ain't trying to say you're <laughs> I'm the bum. I'm a bum hustler
1: now. That's what I do. I just find a way to survive, you know? Yeah,
2: yeah. I'll say that's what I get. No, 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 because um, the, the reason why I hate, I also on this shit, I hate doing that whole, you know, everybody's like, you know, the pandemic, That you know, I'm, obviously we all going through that shit, but yeah. why I'm asking now is because it's weird. We're in that things is open but not some people are working some people not so I was like it's, it's kind of a weird thing so I wasn't sure what you guys were doing not till Dan told me that you were working I was like oh dope I'm you know
0: yeah yeah when the pandemic started I was out of work for a little while um like everybody else you know they shut everything down I live in New Jersey so we were shut down but I was yeah. only home for like six weeks eight weeks and then I went right back to work
2: yeah that's I've
0: been, been out there ever since
2: yeah, that's dope. And, that, and, I, and, and then that, I'm glad I fucking got you because I was trying to get you guys um, a while. When, when, when do we talk about trying to get you on? When was that? That was at the before the, the New York show. Or was it after the New York show?
1: And yeah, right before or after. Yeah. Right yeah. Before or after. Because I know awesome. you got you.
2: You were talking about you were working on music because I wanted to get them because um this was before. This is why we'll get into it. Also with Danny, this was why I was glad. When, when Dan, I was talking with Danny, he goes, oh, look, yeah, me and Danny are doing it. Because when we talked originally and he, we were talking about the band, I was like, who's in the band? He's like, well, you know, it's just Danny that you were jamming with him and that it was, you know, whatever stuff was just whatever, whatever. And he was like, yo, you know, the shit sounds great either way. I'm putting the songs together. And then so I was like, oh, I thought you were just, you know, I wasn't sure where you were at with the band. And then when he told me you wanted to talk about the band with this, I said, OK, so you know, he's proud of it. So I'm glad you were, you know, basically, yeah. Danny, I I felt you were a waste without playing. So I was glad to see you fucking playing again. <laughs>
0: I'm a waste anyway, but thank you. Thank you no, I'm glad to be playing again. I mean, it was, you know, the, the whole thing that happened and everything fell apart a couple of years ago. It's hard, you know, as you know, I mean, you've yep. been there, too, when when. You know, you do the band, that's all you do. And you're, you're in there with your brothers and you're doing your thing. And <clears throat> when, it, when it all stops all of a sudden, for whatever reason, it's hard. It's a hard adjustment, you know? But yeah. me, I just I just focus right back, in you know, on moving forward, right back to work, right back to doing what I got to do. You know, my family, they, they can't wait around for me. So yeah. I got to get back to work and get to it. But uh, when Danny called me, you know, I was... Uh, I was just writing songs, recording at home, you know, and he was working on all these songs with Kings Never Die. And he he asked me to play drums on it. And I was interested, but I wasn't that interested. Like I, I didn't, I'm, I'm trying, I'm not trying to join somebody else's band. You know what I mean? Like my yeah, own yeah, yeah. stuff and I've been re- recording my own stuff, but he, you know, Danny was so like insisting on me, Doing it. He was like, nah, dude, come on, you got to just come down to the studio, come check it out. So <laughs> yeah, like, you know, yeah. So, you know, finally, we got down to the studio over here and we met up. And, you know, the first night we started playing together, Danny and I in the studio. Um, he's such a great guitar. I mean, I know Danny for a long time from Mucky yeah. Pup and Doggy Dog. So we know each other a long time. And obviously, I respect his talents and all the, the great stuff he's done over the years. You know, Doggy Dog was such a great band. Um, they toured with Biohazard years ago. And, yep. you know, we've done a million shows together in Mucky Pub, of course. But, um, you know, sitting in the studio with him and hearing him play guitar, dude's a great guitar player, man. Yeah. And man. I forgot. I was like, Dan is a dope guitar player. <laughs> he's got, he's got like, you know, how like, like AJ from Leeway's got that sound. Danny yeah. has got that sound, yeah. you know? And his style of playing, like, I'm, I'm real picky when I play with people. Like, not picky like I can't play with everybody. I play with everybody. But when a guy has a feel that leans into the drums a little bit, yeah. I like that. You know, yeah. we need, you know, you know, especially. Yeah, you're
2: not a funky totally.
0: fucker. We need, we need that funky shit. Yeah. We need that backbeat. So Danny's playing, instead of, like, pushing ahead of me, like a lot of, like, punk rock, guitar, hardcore, guys yeah. will do, he leans into the drums a little bit. So that first night when we were playing a jamming together, I was like, it feels good, you know, made me want to come back. We played again. We kept going back to the studio. And then he was like, yo, let's rewrite all the songs that I have. I got all these ideas for King's Never Die songs. Let's rewrite them. Let's put them, you know. So yeah. we did. It. We stripped them down, we rewrote them, and that was it.
2: Yeah, that was dope because we had talked, we were talking here, and I was like wondering. He goes, Yeah, Danny's jamming. I was like, oh shit, that's dope. But I was like, so he's in the band. He's like, well, no, you know, I mean, I love, you know, I love his playing all that, but he's just jamming for right now. And I was like, where well, in my head, I was like the same as he was probably thinking, take it however you can take it. Let's go, you know, let's, let's do on wax. Let's put these songs together, you know, and, and I know you were always jamming on your own and working on your own shit. So I was like, OK, if he's jamming with this, you know, You know, he finds something that he likes about it because I know you got offers. You've had a a bunch of offers since Biohazard to fucking jam with people.
0: Yeah, but, you know, like right now, I put everything musical. I only got time to do one thing at a time. You know what I mean? Because I'm busy. I'm busy with my, just like you, my family, everything. So, and Danny's busy too. So it's just like what I was planning on doing, I kind of put on the back burner now to focus on this King's Never Die record. Because once we got into it, yeah. And we came up with 11 or 12 songs that I really thought were really good. And Danny, the whole band thought were really good. Um, we got in the studio. We started rehearsing it all. It was like, yo, we're going to make this record. I had to focus, you know, I had to kind of put everything else on the side and just, you know. Yeah. You know, focus up on the record and, and do the right thing. So it can't, I think it's coming out. I mean, we're pretty much done. We're just finishing the mixes, but I think the record is going to be great.
2: Yeah, that's dope. he sent me some, I heard some tracks. Oh, and I, it, it sounds dope. And I'll tell you this, and i really mean this shit. I bugged out on the songs are dope on you. I didn't believe I know you could play that shit, but that's was it I ain't I never heard you play like that, like, like that what? style of shit. Like, like that what? style, it was it had you know, just that style. I'm used to hearing you do more biohazard, you know, that biohazard, so it was just seems more um. I don't even know how to say it. I was just bugging out. It seemed more hardcore, like um, it's traditional, but it ain't traditional. It has a sing-along feel. It ain't punk a kind of oi, but it's more flavor than oi. And Biohazard had sing-alongs, but it was a different type of more, you know, more a stiff sing-along. Yeah, when this straight. Was, yeah straight. And this was more, this one had more the bars, you know, kind of you know um 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 slosh to it and i bugged out on you played on how you played on it i know you like danny i know you have a a a background in old school hardcore too but i still in me knowing you i still bug out when i hear because i still i you know i just picture you with the long hair and i was like no when even when i met you i was like oh he's a metal guy from brooklyn you know that's what you thought every you were from Brooklyn, and, you know, and, you know, you're like, and if you were skin, you were a skin metal guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, it was, all, Brooklyn, come on, we all know that. It was like that. You know what yeah. I mean? And then, and then, yeah. and, and that's why I bugged out, even when I had heard, and then we talked more, and then you're like, yeah, I grew up with a bad brain, punk, I'm like, really? And I would bug out, like, yeah. and that made sense, but the playing was dope. And Dan, what I wanted to ask you was, on this shit that you, when you started writing these songs, because I hear a Oy, but it's not oy. And I hear that old style, but it's not old style. And I think it's the right band for right now because it doesn't sound like
1: anybody. That's you for know, sure. The thing is that, like, the thing, I, I feel like, um, I feel like I found a new writing style. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I mean, look, when you're 16 years old and you write about bullshit, You write what a 16 year old would write. It's like, you know, to me, it's like comedy. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, And then when you grow up a little bit, like, you know, Doggy dog was obviously super influenced by leeway, by, uh, hip hop, by, you know, the, the things that I feel like I was really into at the time, everybody's ripping off everybody. Yeah. I mean, you know, none of us are like, you know, originals, you know what I mean? Other than you, you're, you're an original. Yeah. But, oh, you, you know, know what, what? <laughs> I'll take that.
2: You know, I'll usually stop that, but I'll take yeah. that. But all right, yeah. But
1: yeah, but yeah. No, but I know what you're
2: yeah, talking no, about. The reality
1: is, like, this is the truth. Since, like, 1992, even before that, like, Just Look Around, Change like, the way right. I thought about music changed, right? And albums after that, and the fact is, like, I honestly, 90% of everything I listen to is just, like, hardcore bands. Like, yeah. I love hardcore bands. You know what I mean? Like, Sick of It All is, like, my favorite band yeah. in the world. We sound nothing like. I could never write, like, Sick yeah. of It All, ever. It's not in me. But. Of course, you vibe. You know, it's Danny said, like, we, we all got, do that. You know, Danny said we got together and I had these songs. But, yeah, like, I had maybe, like, 25 songs that, like, I, I wouldn't say I wrote them. I would say like I had 25 ideas for songs, but you know, even the Kings never look uh, the other thing is this, like Kings never die is really like, this is really the beginning. The first album is the beginning of the band. Like we released, you know, three songs. Then we, I know you mean, of course. Then we released and we were really just trying to like find out how to work together. Those first
2: songs are like the first couple hairs on your dick. Like you know, it's like right yeah. that. You know, I man. Yeah. You ain't really to pull out your I hammer feel- yet and show everybody yeah. yet. You know, you're like, oh, In that man, first armpit hair. Yeah, Exactly yeah, yeah. like Bing, like want-
1: <laughs> The little, yeah, the little mustache. Charlie Chaplin The reason I was so persistent, really reaching out to Danny, was like I didn't want to make the record until I knew that I like we could get a partner that would listen to the music and say, yeah, that yeah. sucks. Like a writing partner yeah, yeah, and yeah. anybody that knows, like, you know, Danny is like a songwriter. obviously yeah. obviously is a phenomenal drummer, but like now it was like, when he says we took the songs and we rewrote them, I mean, some of the songs sound nothing like even the original idea. So yeah. we, we really wrote, refabricated the songs from like, he was like, I don't even want to hear the recordings. I don't want to hear your shitty Garage Band, you know, because yeah. like I play on Garage Band, like you yeah. play, on, you know, and That's I'm making I mean. these recordings, and you know everybody's laughing at the drums on the keyboard. You know. Oh, you got to hear my shit.
2: But <laughs> my my, my de- the, <laughs> the, some- the drums to my demos sound like i uh, um, free, you know, Latin freestyle music, you know, Lisa yeah. Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> I like, to- like But you will get the <laughs> hint from it, yo. When you strip it down, you would laugh. You'd be like, yo, yeah. a Pet Shop <laughs> Boys would love my fucking. If I played drum you
1: movie. some of these recordings but the look really the beauty was that we took song ideas and you know danny said at first like i don't even want to hear them just play it play like what is it and i would just start playing the song like kind of like screaming along as i was playing i think this is the core of it. and we really we spent like 6 weeks just me and danny in the studio twice a week just rewriting everything from scratch. Who uh, who played on that
2: recording? Did you did you track the guitars, or you have a bass player too?
1: Of course, yeah. Jay, the same guys that I. Oh, listened. okay, all right. I wasn't yeah. sure, like for the recording, if it was just no, you know, no, one no, of those Jay, situations. Listen, Jay, Cal, like we we put things together. I think we only worked on like maybe fourteen ideas, and we were like, oh we, we got the twelve songs for the record, like there's another eight, nine ideas that are still weight, like whatever, you know, but all right, let me ask
2: you this. Let me ask you this. When you started, okay. You have a bunch of these songs. We all went, we, we all started newer bands and we all have, you know, we all have those concepts of which kind of bands, not even if we don't want to sound like, but we're like, okay, we want to be a little of this with a little of that with our own thing. When you were writing those songs, what, one or two band vibes you were thinking, because, like I said, it has an oi feel, but it ain't oi. You know, I'm glad it ain't a beatdown kind of band. For one, there's enough of that. And two, Danny, it's typical. That would have been a typical next move for you to be in a, a metal band or, you know, some shit like that. Like, you still get to do grooves, but it's with a different kind of band. That's why I told you I bugged out the most hearing you play on these songs. Like, it just was, like, not what I'm used to hearing you play. And it's dope right. because it was like it sounds good, but I'm like it's just the style of songs. I'm always, you know, it's just they're more they're, they're more there's more rock and roll than Biohazard.
0: Yeah, yeah, you, know I mean? yeah. So you know what I mean. So that's what I mean. I think Kings Never Die had a vision for their song. Like Dan, I'll I'll, I'll answer this real quick because I know you want to talk on this too. But I think Kings Never Die had a vision of their songs first, and um, Dan. Played me some of the stuff that they were doing beforehand and I really didn't love it that much like I could hear that there was great ideas there and I could hear how great the band was like Dylan our singer has this great I love his voice you know and Jay is like a phenomenal bass player Larry the Hunter great guitar player everybody's great in the band the talent is there but I could hear that the band just to me I was I was asking the question like what kind of band are they what do they what are they yeah. saying with these songs? Like everything seemed a little new and mm-hmm. like, I don't want to say rushed because rushed is not rushed, unfocused, not as focused as I like things to be. And when he asked me to get involved, I, I didn't want to walk into something that was going to be that way. Yeah. So he played me the songs that he was working on and we started working them together. And, and when Danny like gave me the permission basically, because you know how, how it is when you write a song it's like your little baby, you know. Oh yeah. You want nobody to touch it. That's mine. <laughs> you
2: keep your fi- you keep your fingers away from my exactly. baby's little wee wee. Oh, out of my thigh. I hate
1: that, man. You gotta. You know, that's I hate the that the beautiful
2: too. thing about writing is yeah. letting somebody else. Well, let me tell you, I do not agree with that. <laughs> I had it took me twenty five years to learn that, and I was gonna ask you that. I, What's I you that? know no because because um this is a thing this is this a funny thing so Danny. Danny we're friends for many years right I don't even know when we met but we met many years ago Dan I met you more in the recent years but I knew we I knew of you which was weird because for so many what happened was in the early days when we first started touring with Doggy Dog it was right when you left I think yeah. so we would hear and we're like and we knew you had the relation oh they toured Europe and were biohazard so that was already there and then You we knew you were the the song guy for the band, so we would hear, oh, this guy's the guy who, you know, people would talk about him, you know, in every band there's always the one guy or two guys that, like, okay, you could tell they're, like, the music guys or whatever.
1: You want to know something, though, Hoya? Honestly, even Dog Eat Dog, like, yeah, like, a lot of those songs on the Allboro Kings record, like, I, but it's the same thing. Like, those songs without Dave and J.C., And Sean, they would have never been what, like, it's, it's the sum of the parts. It's always the sum of the parts. So when it came to Kings Never Die, and I am so passionate about this, like, this to me is like, I feel like these are the best songs I've written maybe in my life. And not even the songs, the ideas for the songs. So I, there was no way that I was going to go into recording a full length record on, unless... I knew that the, the missing piece was going to be there and that it would like, and Danny's like downplaying it. Like the reality is Danny has pretty much like produced the record, completely mixed the record. He's tracked half the record. Like he's really taken over the, the final recording process of the record. And I'm just sitting back like, oh, my God. Like, I, like, I just he's love it. He's a human, he's a human pro, too. Now, let me ask you this. Yeah. Were you always like that? Because, like,
2: I was just saying, it took me fucking 25 years to be like, yo, what do you think? Not, not even like that. I won't, I won't say like that. But to be like, you had to talk about my shit with fucking a lot of care because I was real touchy-touchy. Like, yeah. you know, we'll get rid of it, but you better Everybody watch how we is. get yeah, but I'm bad. I, I was bad. You know, I, I'll admit it. I'll admit it. I got, I definitely learned. Like, you know what it was also, I think, you know, before everybody, you know how it was, some bands. You know, bio hasn't always seen more as you guys work good with each other. Not that Mad Boy we didn't, but it would be like, I'll go work my shit, Maddie or whoever worked this shit, and then we'd be like, what do you got? What do you got? Oh, okay. this, you know, my kick's bigger. Who got the bigger it was the dick? Yeah, yeah, but it was off at the end of the day for the you know to to bang the same girl just the right way you know what i mean so you know what i mean (laughs) you know what i mean like but that's why it was a friendly competition you guys worked like together in a different way which was like a cool thing again i had an ego maddie had an ego but he was definitely more open than me i was too too very very hard-headed and the reason why i'm surprised that dan saying that because so like i said i would hear he was the song guy and then You know, I never met him, but, you know, he was around in bands and pop up, whatever. And then another band came out that was named Nastazi, right? Your last name, correct?
1: No, we don't talk about that, bro.
2: Okay, well, <laughs> we, won't, we, we won't, but there was a bad
1: call. Hoya, Hoya, it was the biggest mistake oh, of right, my no, life. No.
2: All right, but listen, whatever it was, my whole thing was I when, when people do that or they'll do like a stigma or whatever, I'm like, yeah. oh, these guys are the song guys. So I was like, oh, yeah. he's the song dude. You know, he got yeah. all these yeah. songs. He said, fuck it, let me do my thing. Yeah. Whatever it was. So that's why also, I was
1: It was the timing. Like, it was right after All Borough Kings. Gotcha. You. you know, look, at the time... With dog eat dog, when things were really starting to like roll, you know, I was engaged to be married. Like we got the bot, like we got the Biohazard tour, and it was either, yeah, I break off. Like my wedding, the band was not at my wedding; they were on tour with Biohazard. It was either cancel my wedding, yeah, yeah, my yeah. Wife. Yeah. right? So yeah, it, it, yeah, was yeah, what it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know.
2: So you missed look, all the bridge jump jumping to I, get married. You could have been jumping off the bridge. I, made, yeah, the video. I I met
1: this. I met look, I met like the love of my life. You know, you know how it is, man. It's yeah. like so the reality is, I'm not gonna look back and like say, oh, well, I should have done this. I should. The reality is that I wanted to start a family. Nobody, when we signed the dog eat dog contract with Roadrunner, I mean, we were in the lawyer's office. This is a true story. And the lawyer looks over and says you realize that if you sell 500,000 copies or more he's looking right at me he goes you know you lose all your publishing and i laughed i was like who the who's going <laughs> to sell 500,000 copies yeah. Uh, yeah. you know i was like okay. giggling you know yeah, and yeah, boy, yeah. boy boy did that come back to hit me you know i like uh, lost a yeah. grand you know
2: yeah, I'll get. <laughs> I hear you. I'll give you a better one. So I'll tell you, Mad Balls, like, yo, we're gonna get signed a Roadrunner. You know, at the time, Roadrunner yeah. yeah. biggest metal label, whatever. All right, whatever. What do we do? We don't. Let's yeah. get a lawyer. Who knows a lawyer? You know, Freddie's living in the squat. You know, I live yeah. with my in the basement and my parents. We don't got shit. All right, Willie got a friend. He's, he's a lawyer. All right, fuck, he's a lawyer. Come, we bring <laughs> this guy. He was like a lawyer for like building contractor. He, oh. he was, you know what I mean. I, and this is what's this i never forget this. He he was like, he looks at the contract, he's like, Well, it's a contract. This is this is us how we yeah. signed to Road Roadrunner now. Yeah. Everybody think you know, road, literally, it was the basic the the, the 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 what they have in the encyclopedia for like record contracts, you know, the one that they yeah. it was basically that, and yeah. we were like oh, we said the same shit, yes. Yeah. Roadrunner wants to sign us. You this. sell yourself. I'm like, dude, what the, f- the fuck? And- who the fuck yeah. are we? Who the fuck are we? Like, my head. They're lost. You know what yeah. I mean? Almost like, yo, what the fuck? They, you know, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, they're gonna lose in this deal. Who's laughing now,
2: man? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know <what> I, mean? <laughs> I showed them. Yeah. I got them good. I got them. for you, me. man. you talking about
0: signing contracts? Yeah. There was a day in biohazards history where in one day we signed two, two record contracts in one day. That's amazing. Like the same day that we signed to Roadrunner also to do Urban Discipline, we also signed the deal for Warner Brothers that kicked in two years later, The same fucking day. And the crazy thing was, when The Roadrunner thing started happening. Oh. We didn't want to
2: leave Roadrunner. Yeah. You know, uh, I know we yeah. don't want
0: to leave off. I mean the, the offices were on Lafayette
2: Street, New York. I know. Uh, I we used to run girls, that shit. I used to run Roadrunner. Yeah. I used to run that shit. <laughs> I used to walk through that spot like it was my living room. Yeah. I, yo, what's up, girl? Yo, what's up? Yo, what up? Go through the dad just putting shit. Yo, I was, the it, best.
0: was I loved it was great. It. Everybody was from New York. We knew everybody, right? Bet. You oh, know everybody. The Everybody was at all the shows.
2: How was crazy is that two contracts out. in one day?
0: Two in one day, yeah. How
2: did that yeah. feel, dude? Like I, I, barely, I, I barely, I barely remember signing mine. Just if it wasn't for that contract shit, I bet I wouldn't even remember the story. Like literally,
0: bro. I, I woke up. I got on the L train. Went to the city. Go to my lawyer's office, Michael Guido. God bless him. He structured the whole thing with Scott Koenig. You remember Scott?
2: Michael Guido.
0: Michael Guido. You remember Guido, of course. Yeah. And um, yeah, they structured the whole deal that way. And Warner Brothers gave us permission to do an independent record because we, we didn't want to come with a major label release for that record. You know, we, we, it, was too, it was too much for us. Like, we didn't want it to be that way. We wanted it to be with a label that, that kept things as, as real as we wanted to be. And it was perfect. But I wish we could have stayed with Runner at the end yeah. of the day. Even it though Warner a, Brothers it was, it was a great move, man. It, it was, it was a, an interesting move. But, at, you know, in the end of the day, we met some amazing people for Warner Brothers who, who were real. And it was, I had an awesome experience with all of it. You know, I didn't have that uh, record label experience where the big corporate guy smoking a cigar goes, yeah, kid, just keep cranking out the hits, yeah. and uh, we'll get uh,
2: yeah, we'll yeah.
0: the rest you know, it wasn't like that at all for us. It was like, you know, they, um, they they really let us do whatever the hell we wanted to do. We were very lucky. You know? So yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've,
2: I I really would have signed it. anything. They would say, Warner Brothers, I'll sign. <laughs> yeah, who the fuck? Like, same yeah. thing, you know, with the Roadrunner. I was like, are you kidding me? The biggest metal label wants us? Like, we were about to sign to, like, Rat Cage Records, and I'm not even joking, yeah. like, and then right. we ran into Howie, and Howie was like, yo, you guys doing Madball? Fuck that. Come to Roadrunner. We're like, all right. I'm like, I know Roadrunner. They got fucking, you know, Gorgoth or whatever fucking band. I was like, all right.
0: I couldn't believe when you guys signed, signed to Roadrunner. I mean, oh. I remember me and Billy, we were like in Europe on tour or something. he was like, yo, I just heard Madball signed to Roadrunner. I was like, no way.
2: Yeah, crazy. That's awesome, dude. man. I, I was even like, what the other? Like, Maddie Henderson was trying to get out of the band at the time. <laughs> I know like kind of he was like trying to go to school because, you know, he wasn't making money and he was dead yeah. mad and he's like, Fuck roadrunner, now I'm gonna have to like you know make this happen. He was like fast, <laughs> like you know
1: crazy, isn't it? And fucking um um and, and that and, that, and, that that's the same reason that that's it, man. Like actually, Billy Grazi Day gave yeah. the dog eat dog demo to the roadrunner European office, somebody over there, and all of a sudden one day Howie Abrams walks into Bond Street Cafe and he was like, You guys want to make a record? That was it. Like we didn't even we were like uh, at the time I was handling a lot of like whatever was going. I was like, hey, man, if Howie Abrams wants to sign us, we're I don't care what label. It is. Exactly. Like, in, you know, you can't put it know. In. That and, was it. You know, And you know
2: what? And shout out to fucking Billy, because I'll tell you this. Billy puts on a lot of people. You know, a lot of people mean well, like they'll be like, yo, I know this guy. Yeah, I'll put you on. Billy puts you on like he, you know, obviously he's fan with us. So but he's the type of like, yo, I got a hook up with that. Let's make it happen. Like he gets on the phone and makes it happen. Like, you know, he's a, he, he go get he go gets that shit. He's a grind. And, and but a lot of dudes talk about it. They don't. But he's one of those guys like that. He'll pass your music around. A lot of dudes won't do that. Yeah. Even if, they, won't. even if they got love for you, they'll be like, you know, like, why should I? Or like they won't think of it. He'll be like, for whatever reason. You know certain dudes that do that. Roger does that. Billy's one of those guys. I was that- just gonna
0: say, when we first started out, and we were playing, and Roger was one. Of, Roger and Vinny were some of the first guys from the old school scene who came around to us and were like, "Yo, you guys are okay." They and they they were so open about it. But there was no ego involved. It was just about like, "Yo, you guys are a cool band. You're working hard. Cool. Let's yeah. do some shows." You know. And, and that, that was amazing to see because I experienced, we all experienced that too from a lot of other bands, but you get that little bit of hatred, a little bit of uh, jealousy. Yeah. Uh, nope, we're not going to do that for you. You know, like that yeah. kind of shit. And
2: uh, yeah, oh, you yeah. Know, it's,
0: it's much better to have that, you know, you know to me. And, and I think for the rest of, of Biohazard too, our, our opinion was always, yo, if, if it's real and it's doing something that feels real and, and it's like something we're all a part of, then everybody could do it.
2: You know, this room for everybody. Yeah. You know? and no, and I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys always put people on. There's certain oh, people man. that would do that. You guys oh. put people on. When you guys were on your way up, which very few people do, yeah. we well, did know, the same shit. Whenever you or oh, they cracked the door for us, we came running through with all our boys, yeah, whoever yeah. we could squeeze through. When buyer has it, let us creep in. We were like, all right, and we held the door open for there for the next dude to come in. <laughs> you know
0: what yeah. I mean? Well, you know that's exactly how it was. Like we felt like we like like people were recognizing us as a New York band, and we were like, wait, wait, wait hold on a minute. We're not the first ones there's a whole generation of guys came before you You don't know about them let us show you i mean there's a you know there was agnostic front and murphy's law and bad brains and sick of it all everybody you know who came before us and we were like we just wanted to show everybody like yo this is what's happening in new york you know if you think i mean if you think you're seeing us first you got to check out all this other stuff first you know what i mean like and that was our attitude back then
2: you know, yeah. to, to and of, I know and I know you came around. up and I know you came up coming to shows in Brooklyn and the Seabees. You was what, what you, was your spot? Was it um the fucking Fast Lanes? What was your
1: spot that you came up on? You a Jersey guy, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you got to understand, like Mucky Pup started in like nineteen eighty five. I know, I know it I know was
2: like way old like way before my time.
1: I'm an yeah. 88 baby like, as we, far as the, 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 the hardcore shit Europe, comes. The first, everybody talks about all these bands like I went I was a senior in high school and I was in Europe in 1988. That yeah so no we, that's really on tour in Europe yeah. in 1988. I know
2: that didn't you guys um t- uh, the first tour with Biohazard right was that a, a it was a monkey pup tour.
1: Right. And Bio that was, was like monkey, that was like our fourth tour in Europe. Got you that, that was already, for uh, that 1999 1990, now album. And, and Danny, you already,
2: in, you already in the band, Danny? Oh, yeah, Maybe. yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, all right, because I forget, like, because I remember, I, I remember from what, what Mio and then a very short time, and then I just remember you. That's why, like, I don't remember meeting you, I just feel like I just remember knowing you.
0: I kind of feel the same way about you. Like, I, I can't fit my thing. Like, fingers you know, I yeah.
2: Because I because I was at always early, around. You that's know? what I mean. It was one of those. Like, I, I, I don't yeah. remember being like, oh, that's the new drummer. Like, but I remember Mio. I remember that because I seen yeah. one of Biohazard's first shows was in Queens in our own neighborhood. Yeah. And Evan still had tassels. I remember he had like, a, <laughs> a, and I was like, yo, because I had seen them at at, uh, at CB's, And and I never, this was. The, Biohazard always had the right marketing. I got to say this even then. And my boy takes over his sweater. We're in the park and he has the, a shirt with a Biohazard, you know, the symbol on it. a pretty good logo, you know? And I, Exactly. The logo. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? He goes, Yo, it's some band. They played, see, they were just throwing shirts out, you know, always with the stickers and the shirts. And I was like, And I remember everybody saying, Yo, that's a dope logo. Fast forward, fucking everywhere. But then they were like, Yo, they're playing in Queens. And that's where I met everybody. And I remember seeing like Evan with the fucking tassels and the jacket. I was like, oh shit, they got like the, he's a metal guy, metal guy. You know, like I was just like, you know, kind of analyzing the band. Cause what what I liked about them, they look crazy was one dude with skinned out, the drummer looked like a punk rocker. Evan had the metal thing. I was like, yo, they got one of everything. You know, I was (laughs) thinking like, everybody's covered, you know? And then the next thing I know, it was, you know, with you and whatever. But then I always heard about Biohazard and fucking monkey pup, right? That was the the, the, the tour. You know, right? that was
1: that was really Chris Milnes, to honestly. Uh-huh. Uh, Chris Milnes loved Biohazard and he had and you know we had a market. Like, you know, we went to Europe in 1988. We went, you know, we made the Can't You Take a Joke? Then we made A Boy in a Man's World. Like, right away, there's another tour, like, bang, right back to Europe. You know, I actually, after we recorded uh, A Boy in a Man's World, I left Mucky Pup uh, and I actually replaced Todd Youth in Murphy's Law in 1989. And so I went from like Mucky Pup touring with Mucky Pup and then bang. Todd Youth, whatever happened, left Murphy's Law. I auditioned, and, uh, you know, I mean, and, and, and I love those guys, man, like Doug Beans and Chuck and what, like. What so who you played with? What, what that, that's the
2: lineup you played with? Yeah, yeah.
1: Jesus. Chuck, Doug, me, and that's, Jimmy. That's a
2: hard lineup to say you fucking play. First oh, of all, I always right. heard about you playing with Murphy's Law, but I didn't know it was with that lineup. Now I like oh, yeah. you a little more.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, That was, like, 1989. That's the hard then, fucking lineup right there. As soon as right I joined there. Murphy's Law, you know mucky pup was touring a boy in a man's world all over all over like you know us uh in europe you know and i mean like big, like you know like thousand people a night like you yeah. know, being well
2: yeah and yeah yeah
1: then when i was at murphy's law we booked a tour in europe and half the tour was with the mucky pup tour promoter remember johan danny yeah, medley day right and the other half of the tour was for mark mad so we did like 10, 12 dates with A at the time. And then we did like another, I think it was at least 20 dates with MAD. And that was, they were very different, like every mm. squat. But some of those shows, there was like yeah. 3,000 people. Like, you know, okay. we're in no, Italy, no. stuck in oh, yeah, Milan yeah. in the American hotel for three days. <laughs> like, it was such a life experience. And those were
0: some crazy shows back
1: like oh, in yeah, 1990,
0: man. 91 in Europe. Those are some yeah. crazy shows, man. There's videos
1: of of too. You know, people send me videos every once in a while. But I'll tell you, man, first of all, Jimmy, like, just treated me so well. Like, really, he taught me so much about life, really. Like, it opened my eyes. And, you know, I love, obviously, you know, Chuck, God rest his soul. Like, I love those guys. And, you know, I, and I believe like the situation was like after being like being a Murphy's Law for like a year and a half. And it was awesome, man. We like go to Boston, the Chance Theater sold, you know, uh Poughkeepsie, the Chance sold out, go to Boston, the, you know, all the, like, the channel, I think was the, it was such an experience. Uh, the reality is, that's was, exactly
2: an experience. Murphy's Law at its best an experience. And,
1: for sure. and I'm like indebted, like they just treated me so well and taught me so much about life i was i was 19 years old yeah you know? that,
2: that, that's crazy that that's that's yeah. our era of guys and bands we were all 15 16 17. now people are older crazy, crazy. that's the, you know it's weird yeah, uh, it was common for yeah. for in our day in our day it was com- no but it was common that you know oh who's the oldest guy in the band he's 17 you know everybody yeah. else yeah. was like yeah. right i remember that Very being very common, like the one 18-year-old dude, oh, he got the car, he got a license. And like, you know, it was like a big deal. Now it's like right away, everybody's, it just seems a little bit older, like, you know, not as kiddie as when we were kids. Yeah, Yeah,
0: I I was 19 when I joined Biohaz.
2: That's crazy. That's crazy to me. that's crazy to me.
0: You know, I got kids older than that now in my house. You know, and I'm I'm like, I can't believe I was already running around. Now now, let
2: me ask you, when you guys toured with each other, where you, yeah. obviously you were cool with each other, but where like, yeah. you cool, like, you know, some guys in the bands click more than others. Did uh, you click did, like that well, or you were
1: just cool like? I I mean, I don't know if everybody on the tour was cool with each other, but, the, well, but of course in I terms of like- I'll answer that, no. Yeah, like me, me <laughs> yeah. and- Let, food, me, like, let like, me answer
2: that, I wasn't there.
1: Yeah, No, they were not. <laughs> <laughs> the reality was like, the Murphy's Law thing, I was literally in Europe when I told Jimmy I was like listen you know I had to leave Murphy's Law because it wasn't mine you know what I mean that it wasn't me like it was it was them and and me and Chuck and and Doug wrote like I thought like an unbelievable record and I and but when it came down to it like Murph I was not Murphy's Law and I certainly wasn't going to pretend that I was and Mucky Pup was like my band, you know, like I was like, you know, I, I wrote a lot of the material and even though it was like juvenile and like, a, it was basically like a comedy act, you know what yeah. I mean? But yeah. it was mine. So, uh, I immediately went back to the States and we literally went in the studio with Mucky pup finished writing. We wrote the now record maybe in two, three weeks, recorded it. And Chris had already really he was like yo this band biohazard man it's like it's its own thing it's unbelievable and i think they signed a little deal with this rec this company maze records but the i want to take them to europe and i was like and i'll be honest i was like who's biohazard like i had no yeah. idea you know yeah uh, and but it was chris milns who was like he was a guy that put people on he was yeah. like i don't care i think they're great Let's bring him to Europe. And I was like, hey, man, whatever you want to do. But it turned out to be, like, the time of our lives, man. I mean, some of the stories. I mean, yeah, Danny God, broke his foot, like, oh, five days into the tour. He played the whole tour with a broken foot. I, I think I think the toe on that foot is still broken. By the, way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> by the way, I might be witness to that.
1: I know that story. How
2: the, how the fuck you broke your foot? We were, we were playing
0: a show, like... Like in uh, I forget we were in Denmark or Holland or something, and um, we got off stage, and it was just like you know the, the old days. You know these shows were like in little punk rock clubs, and I mean the whole <laughs> stage was soaked in like literally soaked in beer and water. And uh, I stepped up on the stage to load my drums off, and some kid in the audience was like, "Yo, drumstick, please, drumstick, drummer, drummer, give me a drumstick," you know. And I was like, oh, hold on a minute. I went back behind the drum kit to get a drumstick and I go to hand it to the guy and I step in a puddle of beer on the stage and bust my ankle. Like oh. off my leg, like Conor McGregor style, oh. hit the floor, and the dude's like, Give me the drumstick. And I'm like, Here's your fucking drumstick. <laughs> <laughs> and he left me laying there, and I'm like, Ah, and Bobby Hamill finds me. He's like, What the hell's wrong you? I'm like, Bro, I broke my foot. You got to get me out of here. And like, he picks me up and like humps me out to the back door of the club. You're like a Vietnam like, Yo, guy. Walk. You're like
2: yeah, a, exactly. a Vietnam guy
0: dragging me. Yeah, like two survivors, you know, like I'm coming out of those jungle, you know. Yeah. Ah!
2: Don't worry, you're coming home.
1: Do we, what I got you, man. I yeah, he,
2: we're going home.
1: I, I remember
0: <laughs> we, <laughs> had Danny,
1: we had Danny in a wheelchair going through, yeah. like, the subway, like, <laughs> going through the turnstiles. But, but the, the wheelchair f- sucked
0: because the wheelchair uh, wasn't one of those, like, you could do it yourself.
1: Yeah. Had 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 to push little it. tiny wheels
0: on it. <laughs> it uh-huh. like, uh-huh. You remember when you went to school, public school, and they had a little metal chair? Put four little wheels on it and somebody Yo, else which, listen, my wheelchair.
2: You know what you just reminded it me sucks. of? It has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but when you said little wheels, I know you two old motherfuckers know this one. The skates with the metal wheels you used to put over oh, your sneaker. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. I, First I, more, you, you hit I, a pebble, you die. Yeah. Number what? No. And you get it. Wait, hold on. Hold on. You had to have that key to open
1: that up. Uh, so that key, you needed wheels. the key. <laughs> God forbid you don't have the key. You don't have that key, don't lose that key. <laughs> when you, you remember- when you ride the metal wheels, when you'd ride the metal wheels like on the bumpy street and like, it was literally like your nuts were vibrating. That, like, that's that. why we got, we need knee replacements now. That's we got right.
2: bad hips. Because we rode those metal
0: wheels the over met- the sidewalks in New York City, which are all no, those pebbles.
2: How crazy were those things? I just remember when you said the little wheels, I was like, how about the little metal wheels? How they fucking yeah. suck. I thought you were going to say
0: cryptos like the old days.
2: Of I remember the crypto. No, cryptos, was a, that would have been a step up. Oh, yeah. Fucking metal. Oh, and for, if you had jelly shoes, on my
0: skateboard how about metal?
2: Skateboard. Those metal skates over jelly shoes. Oh, yeah. Jelly shoes? I, did, I did the metal skates with no shoes. We just you know, socks. I, I can tell. Trust me again. I know you did. Up and down the driveway. <laughs> that explains a lot on that foot of yours.
1: It's the toe, right? It's There's the a toe?
2: secret to Danny's double base, and it has something to do with extra weight on one toe. It kind of gives him <laughs> a little extra snap. Bro, <laughs> a little. <laughs>
0: I have no idea how bad it is.
2: <laughs> but, but all right, let me ask you this though. On um, so when you recorded, it, where did you record it? Because um. I know um, you both are studio guys, have house studios, right? And I, didn't I know, know. I thought you have, like, a setup in your house, don't you?
1: I got... Hoya, I, I learned how to use GarageBand on, like... I, I Googled it, like, on YouTube. In, in my head, you're like, a like, Yngwie, like, kind of Bob I'm, I Rock. I am dude. not a tech guy, man. You know, I, I, you know how I record? You got the wrong impression of him, bro. I you know. know. I'm like, there you you go, know, man. Yo,
2: if I had a band called Hoya, I'd be like, yo, that dude's the shit. They well, had Anastasia. Listen. I was like, yo, this motherfucker must know Pro Tools. We
0: no, wrote all uh, the songs. We wrote it all the demos on the phone.
1: Here. This
2: is That's a funny. new song idea. That's good. That's how we all do it, right? Kind of exactly. some a form like that. You know what you got to do when you guys open uh, the... Yeah, 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 yeah. You do a website and you do a, a, a Patreon or something. You're going to put those up as your special extras is though yes. the original tracks is that let me tell you that's a pdf or what are these new things pfts or two d2 guys today <laughs> I, I let me tell you i'll sell everything everything's for sale now everything's for sale now <laughs> if i can't play a show i'm gonna sell it whatever it takes man whatever, whatever it takes everything. to survive in this fucking world god damn it yeah but uh, where did you record this
0: well we uh we did all the demos at a studio in Jersey that was our rehearsal room, and basically we recorded them all on the iPhone, uh-huh. and that was how we put all the songs together. And like Danny said before, it was like a six-week process, like he and I in the studio. Then we brought Jay, our bass player, in, and uh, you know we brought the rest of the guys in, Larry and Dylan, and we started playing as a band. So we rehearsed the songs, you know. Once everybody felt good about everything, you know, we went in, and I was like, you know, we got to feel like what this feels like as a real band you know, because I'm still uncertain, Danny's uncertain, we're making all these changes, rewriting all his songs, all his precious little nuggets, yeah, you yeah. know. Um, we got the whole band in the studio, and within, like, two weeks, we were like, I was like, we're ready to make a record, like, this sounds, it sounds really good in the studio, in the rehearsal room. So, I called a friend of mine, uh, my friend Joe DeMeo has a studio in Long Branch, New Jersey, places called Shorefire Studios, and it's like, it's like, the most old school room you'll ever see in your life, Dope. Like he's got all the modern technology, Pro Tools, all the new stuff. Yeah. But the studio is really built around mm. uh, uh, an, uh, an early 70s English console that's extremely rare that the Who and Led Zeppelin, everybody recorded on. Shout out to the
2: yeah, all the English. They carry it with the studio. audio.
0: Yeah, they, they had the audio down. Audio files. But the room is, like, up two flights of stairs in an old building. Stairs are sideways, dilapidated. But the live room is, like, literally like like a theater. You know? It's like a big, old building. Nothing's changed since the 70s. It was a studio in the 70s. Joe Dimeo keeps running it now. You know, he keeps it going. And uh, it's just a big room where you could set up a whole band. He's got little ISO booths. But the idea was... You know, I told Danny, I said, let's make this record live. You know, everybody's going in, all these bands Mm -hmm. are making records. with click tracks and trigger sounds and they're doing it in their bedroom and it sounds great and that's great. But what I want to capture, what we should capture with this is the live sound of a real band playing. And if that sounds, some people might say that's the old way of doing things, right? And it is the old way of doing things. But you can make a record any way you want. But at the end of the day, if you're going to go on stage and play it, you're going to play it live. So that really is the, the ultimate test of a band, is yeah. a live performance. Of course. So we went into the studio. We chose Shorefire and Long Branch because, you know, I know the guy there. I know he's great. Biohazard did. We started tracking our last record there when the band ended. Um, and I knew it was just a great room where we could set up the band live. And we recorded the album live.
1: Uh-huh. No click
0: tracks. There's no triggers on the no, record. No. There's not even reverb on the record. L- let me ask you. Th-
1: like it's just, <laughs> let me ask
2: you this, Danny. Before before this, what was the last recording you did? Did you do any? I mean, I know you recorded without click tracks, but did you do any other recordings before this, like that got, you know, um, uh, that got put out that you did like that without a click track recording?
0: Well, a couple of the Biohazard records we did very live, like that, also.
2: I remember you would do live. I remember, but it was even you would do the whole track like that because Madball yeah. did some records that, well, they were live, but what we would do is we would come into the click, 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 yes. and that yes. was just to use it to a start and then pull it out. In the early days later on, we went, we go in. We I'm a I'm a click dude now, like in yeah. a lot of ways. Well, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with doing but, it. Now. But but I but I because I, I know you guys would do the live thing, but I wasn't sure when you did the big records that they didn't automatically be like, yo, you guys gotta do the click. Because back then too, you know, I'm some other fuckers were like trying to be the like biggest,
0: the biggest bio has the records we recorded totally li- like urban discipline. Ain't no click on urban discipline, wow. no samples on urban discipline. Same yeah. thing on State of the World address. Those records were. I mean, wow. we might have had a click just to keep us like consistent at the beginning of the song. Like yeah, exactly.
2: Was, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it it. yeah that count does count it. there.
0: But then it was out. Wow. It was out to us to do, you know, and that was the way wow. we always did it. And I respect everywhere recording, however you want to capture your music. But with Kings Never Die, the way it felt in the studio with us playing it just felt powerful to me. Yeah. And me and Dan talked about it with the other guys, and it was like, Yo, we're gonna we're gonna rehearse. We're going to get really good together. And then we're going to go to the studio. We're going to bang this out in a day and a half. Yeah, And man. that was what we did. And Danny went back and did some other guitars. And then, of course, like vocals, we didn't do live in the room. We did vocals in our little rehearsal room later. And that's all we really did, you yeah. know. And uh, I and, think and- the record sounds really good. I mean, it's obviously not a half a million dollar production. But you know what? I think we're getting the energy across.
2: I- Listen, right now, technology, how it has everything, the right, you know, it gets, you know, the right preamps, the right sound, everything sounds good. You know, that's the thing now. Yeah. Everything yeah. sounds good. It's just something sound better than the next. Yeah. But yeah. nothing's, it's hard to make something sound bad. There's a lot yeah. of bad music, but yeah. bad production is really, really, really hard to find nowadays. You know,
0: with the the technology that exists, it's like the internet, like I say all the time to my friends, like humans are too stupid for the internet. We're still catching up. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah. the same thing with all this technology. Like, I'm, you know I, I, you know, I make I make music for fucking bad people, you know, for bad yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, I'm not, yeah. making, I'm not making classical. Uh, true,
2: that's true.
0: So for me, I mean, you throw all this technology at me, I don't like having too many choices, man. It hurts my brain. I so know. for me, I just keep it simple,
2: you know? I'm a sophisticated <laughs> kind of gorilla. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'm like yeah, a gor- i am a gor—I'm a gorilla with a with a little pen thing, you know. <laughs> you know. You know. <laughs> and, and, no. that, and, and and tracking guitars. Um. All right, let me ask you because I know you've always recorded, and obviously from hearing from you, you know, um, you're not very tech savvy from what you've been telling me. Recording wise, did you? Uh, did, um? Are you familiar with recording with Click or did you always Click? Um. This style also.
1: Uh, uh, I recorded one time in my life to a click track.
2: One time, that's it. One
1: time, and that was. Wow. When I did, I wrote a couple songs uh, for Eddie for Leeway. Yeah. You know that. Well, I'm, I'm your, your pusher. I'm your pusher. Yeah. And I did that with Laz, and I played the guitar with no drums to a click track, and, and then, then the yeah. drummer tried to play. Now for Laz, that worked because he was producing it putting and i was like hey man however you want to do it and i do think that he did an unbelievable job with that song and i'm proud of the song and i think eddie did an awesome job with the song but after i did that after i recorded that uh song with him i said oh my god i'll never record to a click track again now obviously if recording this record would have been if for us, if the best way was to do it to a click track, I would have, of course, I would have done it. Yeah. But I think even Danny will tell you, like, you've heard the songs. You've heard, I, I sent you half the record. Yeah. How the hell could those songs be done with a click track? I'm like, who's yeah. going to program the click yeah, track? Yeah, now for? that, that's how exactly that you would have the, to fucking, exactly, you, know what,
2: you would
1: that, have to That is be the a roadmap. Of the music yeah. is like, it sounds alive. And that's what, that was, you know, like Danny's like, man, it's just got to sound alive. Don't worry about, you know, don't worry about like the, the kick drum. It doesn't have to be in a, you know, like, and the fact is that what you hear on the record is Danny's live drumming. There's no punches, no, no anything. My original guitar track, I think I maybe did when we tracked them, what did I do? Like maybe four songs. I did a little punch, Dan. Yeah, there was and like a couple of things fixed, but that was it. Yeah. yeah. And Jay Calvin is like, like I'm just going to tell you, he's one of the best bass players I've ever seen play. And that includes everybody. You know what I'm saying? It's like, dope, yeah. to me, like Craig Ahead's phenomenal bass player. Yeah. Boy, you're a phenomenal bass player in terms of like, you know, like holding it down, man. Like, you're the maestro. I see it when I see it live, right? You have, it's your style. You don't, you don't. Yeah, no, 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 I know head. what you mean. I know you. you have your thing, right? Yeah. Uh There's a lot of, you know, Chuck Valley was a phenomenal bass player. Uh I know a lot of guys that, you know, really good, solid bass players. Jake calvin is a special player. Yeah. And he's not just a bass. He's like you. He could play. I mean, he, he's way better than me on guitar. Like he rips it. You know what I mean? The yeah, guy is. Like,
2: when you got those and he guys. can sing
1: too, Jake. <laughs> I hate, like <laughs> I hate guys like that. I hate guys like that. Too I'll much talent. The first day, oh God, man. I was nervous, man. When he came in the first day, I was nervous. I was like, oh, my God. Like, And the first three songs that we were working on, I could tell right away, and Danny will probably tell you, too, like, Danny and Jay just locked. Like, That's they right. just...
2: And you need that. You need that bass and that drums on point.
0: For me, I need it bad. You know, for wow. me... That was like the deciding factor of me continuing to do this record with Kings Never Die was when Danny said, I'm going to bring the bass player Jay in, who I'd never met before. Me and Danny had been playing in the studio for a month and I'd never met anybody else in the band. He's like, I'm going to bring the bass player Jay in. And then he brings Jay in and Jay just kind of worked his way in to the rehearsal room, you know, set up. He had a great sound, a great attitude. And playing with him was the easiest thing. Like I was like, wow.
2: That was great. When, just, when we were
0: done that first night, I was like, "He's a great bass player. You know, he plays with me. These guys yeah. play with me. It's good. Yeah. You know, like, you know, sometimes you play with guys; they kind of play against you a little bit.
2: Yeah. Oh um, yeah.
0: Somebody really laying on the drums, like Evan, Evan Seinfeld. You know, Evan. Me and Evan, as a rhythm section, to me that was phenomenal because his bass playing simple, but he always laid on the drums. You know, I never ever had to worry about him making a mistake or him being out of sync with me yeah it was always automatic Yeah, yeah with Jay quickly you know Jay kind of gave me that feel like hey I'm solid I'm rock solid I'm with you you know we got it locked down the back end you know the bottom end so that was a great for me a big deciding factor like if there ain't a great bass player I don't want to be in a band
2: you and know? you need, and especially for songs like that, like I said, there's a more rock and roll kind of feel like that, more songs. I hate saying songs because it says like, you know, that you can't have, you know, the, the harder, harder, heavy music. We don't have great songs. We do. But these, when I say songs, it's more for the ear than, than not every song is for the pit. You know what I mean? There's right. good tunes, like well put together songs, um, transitions, um, a variety within a song, you know, um, enough candy, not too much, just enough. That's right. You know, when I hear music, I'm always listening for that. Oh, there's a slow song. There's the fast song. That's the song with the metal breakdown. This is the song with the sing along. Oh, this is the song with the, you know, how you break down all these things. Now you ask just the, the right amount. Like yeah. I said, even when you're playing on these songs, why it bugged out because it had that rock and roll feel, meaning, Not even, but that Biohazard, like I said, was never stiff, but it was a straight groove different. This was more songs, like where the vocals, the whole tune carries, not just the Maj part. Biohazard had, you know, your big sing along and then the drop. This, the vocals are doing the work and the, the whole tune, the vibe of the tune. So it had a different feel. I really bugged out on you, Danny. That not even like, I was just more like, wow, that's Danny? like it just
1: I, I wasn't i wasn't used to i i thought it was going to be you more know, i heavy. think he told him right out of the gate man like right away anybody i played it today for booge i played booge the record today uh-huh. and he was like it's the first time he heard the whole record and he was like you know it's danny shuler like in 2 seconds i knew uh-huh. it was him like but but i do agree like i think i don't think anybody's ever heard danny play on like something that is a lot more like punk rock. That's what I mean. You know, it's It's got like punk rock.
2: Exactly, that's what I mean by the rock and roll. Like Biohazard would have snippets of a punk rock moment here and there. They'll throw in a a fast, fast, crazy punk rock and then go into the bio. This is the songs are when I'm, I don't use the word punk because to me it's in the in-between where I say rock and roll. it's more of a compliment in my eyes. No, I ain't trying to dis punk, but that it has more this than the, ah, uh, of punk. You know, there's more like a flow and a, a little bit more. It's more, I'm slicker than, well, punk. you know,
0: when I, when I heard, when I started hearing the songs that Danny had the ideas for, and we started developing them, you know, I mean, I, I, of course, in my mind, I have a vision for my band, you know, and I always think, like
2: hard, heavy, just bad,
0: hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, know, that's because that's just the, the wow, Yeah, no, that's just the wires missing in my brain. But stepping into this situation with Kings Never Die and listening to their stuff, you know, it struck me as a more, more musical thing that still had like a street punk kind of attitude to it. But you know, I, I was just wanting to hear like heartfelt lyrics, you know. And, and music that was just coming from a place of like, you know, heartfelt lyrics, heartfelt music. And Danny, the, the, you know, the nucleus of a lot of these songs and riffs were things that Danny came up with. And when we started developing the songs together and rewriting the songs, I don't want to change the direction of it to make it sound like Biohazard, you know, because that would be obvious. Yeah, you know what
2: that's I mean? what I mean. That's yeah. what I mean. I'm glad to catch you that it did that because it would have been typical for you to be in a in a harder type of band. Everybody yeah. would want Greg and Danny, you know, sure if you need a drummer, let's
0: yeah. and believe me, I just want to play hard music. But yeah, this yeah. was like, you know, one of those things where the songs were appealing to me because they were all coming from a place of like authenticity. You know, and for me, I don't I don't judge music like there's this kind of music, there's this kind. Of- if it feels authentic and real to me, I'm a fan. Yeah. You know? Whatever it is. It could be hardcore music. It could be rock and roll. It could be whatever. If it's authentic, I'm a fan. You know, I want to get into your vibe. I want to feel it. And when we were rewriting the songs, I just kept telling Danny, don't play me the demos. Don't play me anything. Just play the riffs that you're excited about. Mm -hmm. Play what you're most excited about first. I want to tap into your excitement. Yeah. You know, and so I get your feel. We can figure this out and make this the most exciting thing we can. And that was how we processed the songs together. And it was a quick, easy, relatively easy process, Danny, right? Uh,
2: how, how many songs in total? We I ended up
0: tracking, I think, 12 or 13. Yeah, but there, yeah. there were more, but it was like time to make a record. I didn't want to stagnate on too much rehearsal, too much thinking. You know, we could have sat in the studio and easily came up with 25 songs. But yeah, from my experience... That's where you start to get stagnant. You start overthinking and going, hey, you know, we're becoming songwriters here. This is serious. You know? Yeah. I don't, I don't right. want it to turn All out right.
2: Out. Let me ask you. Let me, let me ask you guys this. Who's the studio Nazi? There's always one. That guy right there? Of course. Yeah, exactly. Me? <laughs>
0: well, no, I just... Listen, to me, it's just why waste time in the studio? You know, yeah. I, I knew it, time is money. You know, yeah. you're going into the studio... Granted, we didn't pay a lot of money to get this record done. We kept it cheap because we had our own system to record everything on in the rehearsal yeah. room. But going into the big room at Shorefire, you know, you spend the money and, and you want to make efficient use of the time. So my whole thought was, let's be rehearsed enough where we feel good about the songs and let's just go in there and bang it out in a day. Yeah, you know, Get it done in a day, maybe a day and a half. Because anything beyond that, it becomes boring. You lose that vibe. You know, yeah, I am yeah. all about that live vibe. I'm all about the show. I'm all about, yeah. you know, playing with with that feeling of like there's an audience and it means something that way. You know, I'm not I'm not a big fan of studio playing just like with a click track at the headphones yeah, yeah. just
1: yeah. looking at a
0: friggin' uh, a wooden wall with his, with a with a pad on it. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan. You know, and to me, and I always want to record records live. Always. Yeah. This was a, a way to do it. You know, we finally did it.
1: Yeah, I, I I totally agree. And the other thing, it, it was like time to go to work, kind of like yeah uh, uh, experience. The other thing was, um, you know, we originally went into making the record with kind of like a plan, right? Like originally, Jerry Farley was gonna was going to make the record with us. So when we went in and we had the date at short the first date to track it, we had two days, right? Danny two days. Uh, two days so we had the first day and we went in with like the whole team and we set up and we were going to track live and so we tracked with Danny on drums me playing guitar and Jay on bass and it was like very workmanlike I would say it was it was actually like so much fun but it was very workmanlike and at the t- and we had Jerry Farley in the studio with us that that the first two days and Jerry was like exceptional at like keeping everybody focused in and let's, let's bang this out has great ideas. And uh, you know, ultimately when it came down to it, there's, there's two people that really I'm indebted to one is Jerry, because unfortunately we figured out going into it that we were not going to be able to afford to have Jerry produce the whole record uh but we couldn't have made the record without uh one of my very best friends uh scott the the tapeworm who basically financed the record so um you know i i just want to make sure like i thank both of them because yeah. we wouldn't have been able to make the rec to to even have an opportunity to make the record without those two guys yeah. and you know Hopefully things go well with this record. We'll be able to, you know, properly maybe have like a little bit of a budget where, where we can make a record with Jerry down the road or, but I will tell you that the way we made the record, I wouldn't change it for anything because it was all three guys in the studio, five guys in the studio, everybody's opinion. Everybody has a say. Like it, it was exciting to do because it really was a team effort. And you guys, you, know are, oh, man, you got, yeah, and all you guys yeah. are players, like, you know, play, that yeah. are. Well, yeah, She's I'm the hat. Man. Like I am the worst musician in the band and I'm cool with that. Like that's for me, that, that's my position in my band lost. too, so trust me, I, I, I the worst. Yeah. I mean, I'm a rhythm guitar player, dude. I'm not- I always say that. I I, you know,
2: I give myself some problems. I say I'm a killer, but I know I'm the worst dude in my band. So when dudes fuck up, that's why I flip. Cause if yeah. I'm not
1: fucking up, you better not fuck up. I heard bro. your podcast with Mike the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that's how it I mean, is. He, he's um, I mean, he's phenomenal. I mean, you gotta
2: be. Thing. We got one guitar, so I one yeah. guitar. I'll cut your head off. Like, yeah. yeah, I know you're human, but no, you can't be human. You gotta be a cyborg when you well, play for Madball. That dude that's is it. a that dude yeah. is a machine. He has some, of course. And he's fucking this eight feet of him, too. There's yeah. a lot of machine in them. Yeah.
1: Thank, so God. We he he God. Thank he God we got Larry the Hunter, man. Because Larry is yeah, Larry as a, killer. Like, yeah, he's a killer. killer. See, again, you know what, he's what I mean?
2: Played on a billion recordings too. And the guys that have done a lot of recordings, that's a big help.
1: Yeah. Guys well, that well, could Larry go in the has, studio you know, and know what to do. Yeah. I mean, Larry's played live, you know, in so Murphy's saying ball a billion times, years. yeah, of course. And and he's also like, I I mean, I love like I that came up with the 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 beginnings of the band was because of larry you know we had a phone conversation i'm like you know i've been writing like and he's like yo why don't we get together i'm like you want to hear some stuff and boom and we just did it like out of a friendship and like the love for wanting to make and create music together you know what i mean and and that's what making this record was about it was about just finding like The right people that you that you're excited and you want to make music with and i think that people when they hear the record right now the next step is obviously we need like the right worldwide partner to license the record to and or you know a a label that wants to you know release the record but when people hear the record i think that they're gonna they're gonna sense that like this is like real, like this is for real. Not, not and yet. the sound of the record. No, but for sure, and also
2: live. by the way, the way you've been working it, like, you know, the bands got around. Like, Nurturing. like, it, like I'm saying like, you know, you're, you're working it, like it's around, people know the bands, I'm, 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 I'm doing something, putting stuff out, you know, you got merch out, you know, you're, you're very active, which is good, because yeah. it shows that like, look, at, we're not just throwing a band together, because you know, it's a lot of a lot of people in this world does do that. They they throw yeah, a yeah. band together, you know, because it's easy for the quick, you know, for the first oh, month or two, and then reality set, you know, settles in, and they realize, oh, you actually got to put work into this, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, and you then. Yeah, but yeah, my yeah. boys don't. And and this is lives. <laughs> you
1: know, <Apple laughs> does good,
2: and they automatically yeah. think, you know, automatically could do it.
1: Like, yeah, we also been doing this for twenty seven years.
2: People yeah. leave that yeah. part out
1: too. Yeah, you but know? we're not twenty five years old. You know what I mean? So I'm not. Danny, Danny's not going to do something. If it's not like, you know, if you're yeah. not like focused in and yeah. you're ready to put in work, I'm not going to, I'm not wasting my time, man. Yeah. I'm not 25 years old anymore, but I think that this is something special. And I just yeah. want people to have the opportunity to hear it. And I think when people hear it, I, I, I truly believe that people that people will feel, uh, feel the music and they will, it's got a met the music has a message. Danny said it before, like, these aren't like nonsense, bullshit lyrics. It's not funny. It's not like, this has like a message, you know what I mean? And and it's where we're at in our lives. You know what I mean?
2: What's what's the single, what's the hit? Right now, If they were like, yo, we're gonna do a video right now. Warner brothers say, yo, we remember Biohazard when we signed Biohazard. Yeah. We want King Never Dies. Yeah. Yo, well, we're you, gonna give you a you heard we're, it hold happened. on, I'm not finished right. yet. We're gonna give you that big, big million dollar budget. What's the song <laughs> you motherfuckers are doing that I'm gonna be um producing? In video. What's that, that that what's your your you know? What's your hit right now that you think, you know what I mean by hit, by if you're going to put something out to the masses right now, the first one, you know how you got to think about it, Dan, both of you guys, when you put out yeah. a record, it doesn't have to so much be maybe your favorite, but the best representation to be, okay, we let's do this video on this song, or let's put this song out to, to show what this band is, a good representation of this band if you had to pick one of your well, songs. Well, I would
1: never release what I think is the best song on the record. I think there's two songs on the record that are just- uh, That are the words. That, that, yeah. that, that really are, but but I wouldn't release one of those as like the first thing because like- Hoya, That's what I mean. You heard half the record, right? But there's another yeah. six songs to the record or seven songs. So, so that, yeah, I that. think when you hear the complete album, I think, you know, the record, like this is, it's a hardcore record. Like any way you want to look yeah. at. It. Like, when you hear the record, it's a hardcore record, but I think it's more than, you know, it's yeah. hardcore is about expressing yourself, being yourself, and this record does that. Like, yeah, it's it it definitely elements. refreshing right now,
2: very refreshing right yeah. now, which is a good thing. You know, yeah.
1: it's easy to say, like, I got a
2: different style metal band. I got a different style, you it's know, not. beat down band. Okay, it's not that, It's it's refreshing with old elements. Like I said, yeah. I hear the old style shit in there. But yeah. it's not it doesn't sound like you're trying to be, you know, a youth crew band. And then, like I said, I hear, you know, uh, it's not punk rock. I hear well, I would say like a punk oy ish vibe, but I hear it more rock and rollish with the beer drinking. That's why I go towards the oi more than the punk, you know, yeah. but it, it got more pocket. Exactly. And it got more pocket than punk. So yeah. that's why I I go to rock and roll as being the middle ground. That's what I always do. Like when Madball doesn't have a hard song, and we try to write a song, we say it got more rock and roll in it. Yeah, Cause it just yeah. got you know. That's what a real song is. Got, rock and like roll. To
1: me, one of my favorite Madball songs is Rev Up. Period. Yeah. Like right. a, like that is just a kill. I don't care. I don't care if if uh who played it and what. Like it's a great song. Yeah. So do you like? What, you're not going to play? You wrote a great song or somebody in your band or your band created, yeah. you're not going to play that song? Because like, you, you know why I, I asked this, this question thinks-
2: and I was wondering from your guys' opinion because I don't know all your songs, but I want to hear what songs you guys each individually pick because, like, for instance, when we put out Pride for Madball, which, you know, it's an anthem. When yeah. that, when, when, when they When they told us to do that video, I flipped on the band. I was like, Pride? Are you fucking bugging? Like yeah. I, I love OI, and that was our OI song. But I was oh, like, "Are you bugging?" I go, "We're doing demonstrating my style, motherfuckers." <laughs> like, are you kidding me? I go, "We gotta take motherfuckers' heads off." And they were like, "Yeah, but Pride is a little bit more palatable and to sing along." And I'm like, "But fuck that! We gotta take heads off." And then, but at the in the long run, that was the young you know, meathead me. Yeah, I hear you, man. And then Maddie and all the other guys kind of saw the bigger picture. And I get it now. And at the end of the day, it's a good, you know, it's a semi-good. It ain't a full representation of what Madball is, but it's definitely a part of it. But I get it. You know what I mean? Like,
0: I think that always coming up in bands, like, in order for your band to really reach as many people as possible, because really, that's what we all really want to do. You know, I mean, even though I, like, maybe some of us never wanted to be in the biggest band in the world, never wanted to sell a million record, wanted to keep it kind of a small, more underground level. What we really want to do is reach people. You know, we want people to hear our music and go, "Wow, that means something to me." Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you know, I want to hear more of that. And, you know, when it comes down to it, like, with these songs, like for me. Listening to our our music that we just did with this Kings Never Die record, the goal was to make every song meaningful and have it come from a place where it was real. And, you know, when you make music, if you're, if you're, you can't limit yourself to your style. Yeah. You know, you have to stick with your roots, of course, and, and keep your identity. But at the same time, you don't want to exclude. Anybody, you know, yeah, the best music, the best songs are the songs that that include most people because nothing, there's never a song that's everybody's
2: thing. I, I, but I know what you mean. I always lean towards the meathead, that's why, in that situation, I was like, you know, I was more looking at that. You know, we're the hardcore band and we got to rep for New York hardcore, so we got to come with the not looking at like, yeah, everybody already knows that about us. Now, let's hit them with something else. That was the The logic to it, but you know, I wasn't trying to hear that then.
0: Coming out of New York, we all had those blinders on. Yeah, you know, so we were all stuck in that tough guy meathead yeah mentality, especially with the song. We didn't want the songs that had hooks. We wanted the songs that, like, yo, they go off. Yeah, exactly.
2: That's all we care for. You know, that, that came was years like, later. Yeah, years later, we're like, I could write a song. That's what we, <laughs> that's me 26 years later. Yeah, yeah. Yo, we gotta write songs. I could write songs like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't good.
0: abandon the old style. Yeah, you gotta right. keep no, For that. sure. You still gotta keep yeah. them bangers when, in there. When
2: you got Gorilla Paws, like Zoli yeah. says, I can't have It's only <laughs> what's gonna come out, it's gonna come out. You know what, yeah, yeah. what I mean? Danny, but, all right. But Danny's, song- talking
1: about, Danny's talking about the song, This One's For You. It's okay. like a funny story in the studio where, uh, Danny, you tell it. It was like uh, two guys at once were like, okay. well, no. wait, wait. Let me answer Hoyas'
0: question first, though. Because uh, right. you want to know which song? The song for me would be this yeah. one. This one's for you. It's the name of the song on the, on the Kings. Never Die, right? You think that would be like a good, like, all
2: right, let's show the world there's a good a little bit no. of. No, it's not. It wanna... shouldn't
1: be the first song, but it's the song. <laughs> shouldn't be the first one. It shouldn't be the first, but that's the song you're saying. That's because I want
0: people to meet the band for the majority of what we do, which is that you
2: know, still kind of hard, but but you know, okay, that's what I mean. What would be that first song? Which one you would say now? Then all right, and what do you say? This is where you get the 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 nitty-gritty. Right now we're gonna fix this. So we're gonna come out with the right one because we're gonna meet in the middle. Danny, what you got?
0: Hard for me to say. you know, maybe the song Rally, we have a song called Rally yeah, mean, yeah. that I kind of like because it's kind of got like a, a punk kind of riff to it. And it's a song that, to me, I mean, Danny told me the, the title of the song, Rally. And I remember sitting in the studio going, this has to be a song that involves everybody. I don't want to call this something where people got to be like, what does that mean?
2: Yeah, I'm yeah. left
0: yeah. out. I can't relate. It means I, a lot of things. This has got to be a song that brings everybody together. Rally is a great song that does that to me, but, but a really, what Dan was saying about the song this one's for you, like rally would be my pick for the first one. Yeah. You know, let people get that little bit of flavor. Oh, they're kind of punky. They kind of yeah. got a little bit of this going exactly. on. Exactly. Cool. this one's for you though, would be my second one where, where, where we kind of go, yep. This song has all the elements of all that, but it, it, it opens up a little more. Mm-hmm. Danny wrote the song, right? And I don't know what your title was, but it became This One's For You. But you wrote it, from what I remember, you were writing a song about your daughter.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I wrote it about and for my daughter. Remember, right. it was This One Here's For The Irish. Irish, yeah. Pride and True. Yeah. This One Here's For The Irish Part Of You. Because my da- yeah. my wife is Irish, I'm Italian, and my daughter, like, it's the Irish part of her. And, uh, and Danny and Dylan. Danny first, and then Dylan were like, would you be opposed to changing those? And I was like, no, I'm not, not changing. And then like, literally I was like, it's about my daughter. Uh, yeah, I totally get what you're saying.
2: <laughs> Cause I was
1: going to say, I would have put
2: Ecuadorian Nicaraguan. in yeah. that part. But, but whatever, literally but on the drive it, I'm home you-
1: from the studio, riding home from the studio that night, I think I wrote about three quarters, maybe, like, you know, maybe like three quarters of like the lyrics. And then like with every song, No song is done until like me, real, this record, me, Danny and Dylan all kind of go through every lyric. And, you know, Danny's like completely rewritten lyrics to songs, Dylan, obviously Dylan is, he shouldn't ever sing any song or have anything come out of his mouth that he doesn't (laughs) believe in and identify with. And he's that type of guy. Like he's, he's a pretty serious fucking dude. You know, he's got a message. You know. Get back to the song. Though. So the song, Danny
0: wrote the song about, really about his kids, about his daughter. Yeah. And he showed it to me. And I was like, okay, I get it. It's beautiful. It's a great idea for a song, but um does it belong in this band, number one? And number two, what is the Irish? Where's the Irish thing coming from? Look, I'm half Irish, so I'm good with that. You want to, you know, it's you want to be half. Irish? Like the
2: Jewish, like the good half? Yeah. the good half. The
0: good half. <laughs> but... You know, uh, to me, yeah, this one's for the Irish. Absolutely, 100%. It's for the Irish. That's great. But what about everybody, people in the rest of the world? I mean, something we all learned, Hoya, especially when we all started going to Europe back in the day, right? What was the first thing we learned? I know for me, the first show Biohazard did outside the country, not to keep harping on Biohazard, but quick story. We flew to Copenhagen, Denmark, and that was the first show for Biohazard ever outside the United States in 1990. And I remember my mind was blown, blown by the culture. We played a squat, a punk rock squat. All the punk kids came. All they wanted to do was talk about George Bush and Iran and all that. And I was like, yo, can't we just have fun at a show and hang out? It was serious. And I remember after the show, Bobby Hamill said to me, he was like, yo, man, kids over here, it's different. And I was like, you're right. And from that tour, from from when we were in Biohazard, it was like, we learned that all the songs that we were writing back in New York and, and playing for our friends at Lamors, maybe didn't include a lot of kids from all over the world. Yeah. And we had to change our way of thinking like, yo, man, Yeah. there are kids everywhere in the world feeling the same way as us. We can't, we can't push them out by saying, Oh, you ain't from Brooklyn. We can't, we can't, you yeah. can't relate to what we're talking about. We had to write songs that everybody could relate yeah. to. This song, I said to Dan, I was like, it's a great, beautiful sentiment to write a song for your kids. That's something we all want to do. We all got of course. kids. But, to, but to, to to, specify like, this one's for the Irish. No, the only, I get it. This one is for everybody.
2: Yeah, yeah, and no, for the sure. the title
0: changed, it became, this one's for you. And it really became a song that is dedicated for us to how much our family, friends, I mean, and all this shit means to us. And yeah, I, I love the song because the words and the melodies of it came from a place of us really all talking about the shit we love in our life, and how we're going to represent that in a song. And it didn't come from a place of like, let's write a hit song. Yeah, yeah. It came from a place of us talking about our kids. Yeah, and that's, that's where it came from. It a Beautiful thing, you know. And
2: and, and that's and that's also being a, a, a seasoned guy to catch something like that. Like you're still he's still seeing what you're trying to say, but. Now okay we got to feed it you know so everybody could feel that way because Yeah let's include everybody. Yeah to include everybody cuz we you know you we, we've all learned that the more records you make even subconsciously you start learning like yeah you won't specifically don't need to say, you know, you know, I come from this avenue on this street and this and that, you know, you could just say in my world, it's fucked up. And then everybody could, okay. My world also, you know, it yeah. kind of leaves room for, for everybody. That's definitely something I picked up as I went up, you know, yeah. and, and, and that's smart. smart that it's a yeah. smart thing. And also it's, um, I I still think it makes it that, that song that much deeper because now it touches more people than, it's deep how you meant to, even with the Irish, because that's hard. If I was Irish and I heard that, I'd be like, that's hard. But if I wasn't Irish, I would still I think that. it's cool, but I'd be like, all right, whatever. But now saying it the other way could be like, word, I feel that way too. Yeah. You know what? The song, the song is
0: for the Irish, but yeah. it's everybody. It's exactly. For also for way.
1: the Germans and the Argentinians so and the Italians and the yeah. Americans. Yeah, but it, I got to tell you, Hoya, it was like a valuable lesson that night because the whole band was there and I gotta be honest man it was such a valuable lesson and I really believe that the rest of the lyrical content on the record from that night forth and everything I've been that you know I I mean I you know I I never I continuously I love to write I just love it right but everything I go back to that and everything that's been written since then that may not be heard for three, four years, is uh nothing. And you know, it's kind of like Danny, like nothing. You don't release anything unless you feel yeah. it, it's real, and people can it yeah, can touch people and identify them. And the message on this record is, I think, for people of like all ages, it's yeah, like yeah. a life lesson. It's about, you know, it's a lot about like the current state of things that are going on right now in this world. Yeah, Nothing's yeah. written about COVID or there's not yeah. like, you know, none of that bullshit, but like every word on the record has meaning. And that to me is like really valuable. And I'm like, I'm proud of it. Yeah, I'm no, proud it, of
2: it, and that's, know?
1: and that's good that, because you could tell by, um.
2: Again, how you have been working the record, the whole band, you know, by playing, putting out material, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm staying, you know, the, the whole social media should staying on point with that, cause yeah. that's where you really, I, I know what's going on. Yeah. I'm in the mix. I've been yeah. in the mix for a and long Hoya, time. Like,
1: I, I gotta be honest, dude, I, I have no idea what I'm doing on social media. Like, I, it's, it's I, all... back in the 15 years ago when Instagram was, like, or oh, ten, I was getting like friend requests from people. I was like. Deny. I don't know you. Deny. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. How stupid. Yeah. You know? not, yeah. You know how well, hard I mean, it is. Listen. Like, okay, to get hard, followers.
2: Of course, but you know what it is. The whole shit now, in general, is you know what it is. It, it's it's the way things work now. Yeah. Uh, either way, whatever speed you work at, as yeah. long as you acknowledge that that's part of what we do now. Yeah. Uh, that that's that's things that um I I gave I would you know again um guys like Danny and I bring up Billy again too guys that came from an old style but no, you either adapt with this new shit or you die. Yeah. Because living with that, oh, oh, we did this and we did that and we had this and we had that, that stays back there. That's that's all dope and cool stories. That ain't gonna get people that. to show but up That, gig, that man. stopped there and now this is that. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. And, and, and we always lived in this moment. You know, unfortunately we never had this or we never had that, but we always were in that in that zone where in the trenches, you know, we always want that side of the trench.
1: Hey man, when you stop learning, stop, stop living, dude. Like if you're not willing to learn, you know, I coach football. I I tell the guys that, that, that coach for me or with me, like if you're not willing to learn, you're not, you know, you you shouldn't have the right to coach. If, if it's the same thing, if you love music, if this is something you want to do, you got to be willing to learn, Yeah. you know, you got to be willing and you also sure. have to be willing I tell you, because the one thing is that evolution is inevitable. Yeah. Whether
0: or not you want to go along with it and evolve is up to you. But exactly. it's still gonna happen. Evolution is inevitable. Yep. You know, and if you stay in the past, people know it becomes inauthentic. You got to represent what you are when you
2: are it. I agree. And I always say, I'm I'm an upright gorilla but i say it for exactly what you mean i got that old dna but i'm i'm a today's gorilla. i don't i never hated on the new new kids i never hated with technology cuz that's what makes the world go forward yeah. and right. i never wanted to be that dude of course i'm not a kid like the fucking the 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 21 22 25 year old kid but yeah. i also don't hate cuz mad boy was that band that the older dudes talk shit on when we were coming up. So I know what it is to be like, yo, what's up with this? What's up with that? Too much hip-hop, too much graffiti, too much dancer. And people talking shit. And we yeah. were like, yo, we do, we're being us. This is us. But yeah. oh, all right, whatever. But we always did us. You know what I mean? And and at the end of the day, you know, you can tell when people do shit um, authentically, which is good, yeah. you know. What I mean? And and I'm and it's good what you think about you guys, you guys got a whole band of seasoned players that already been through the ringer and know what they want in a band. And I think that's what makes a situation like where you guys, you're you're able to build easier, quicker, and and cuts a lot of the bullshit that you would have to do with guys that...
1: Let's hope, man. Let's hope. Hope and pray. You know what I mean?
2: All right, let me ask you this. All right, you got these songs. What's the deal with the show? Uh, Is there ever a talk about a show? Are you guys getting offers? Are you going to play? Are you going to play in a bubble? Are you waiting for... You know, I don't want to get political, but Danny, am I going to need a hazmat suit for you? What's the deal?
1: (laughs) We are playing two shows in November. Danny goes, me? Man, oh, man,
2: me and that da- me and Danny were like fucking rubbing sweat fucking a month <laughs> fucking a couple months ago. We were like bad chested rubbing sweaty chest. Rubbing feet together. Yeah, day. our feet were all into line. No, but what what's the deal with shows in the future? What's any plans? You thinking about it? Um yeah. Yeah. anything. You're setting gonna up? tell
1: us what dates in November, December, and January and we're gonna come open up. Listen, for you, man, all right, you, let, you know, Danny knows what mad boy always that's a, that's a put that's you a on a spot, given. you
0: know. You still gotta be a businessman.
2: Yeah, that Giant, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh he's yeah, so guy. what about those Yankees? Danny you know mother. that.
0: Listen, he's a guinea. He's got to put that pressure on you a little bit. Yeah. Like hey, now, now let, guys, now let me ask you this:
2: right. <laughs> I like cannolis. I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> I can Ca- get you cannolis, <laughs> cannolis man. I cannolis can go, get them.
2: Cannolis go a long way in this
1: game. <laughs> yeah.
2: No I got, hell yeah, I got a no. Spot for that. Listen, Mad Boy. The same thing with us. We're trying to get in wherever we could play. We're playing. And obviously, you know, what's up? Whenever you guys are ready and, and we can make it happen, we do it. But have you guys had any offers yet or any ideas of what? Or you have a plan like, oh, maybe we do it in a time frame, a record release, uh, January or...
0: But well, as you know, things are weird right now.
2: That's what I mean. No, I know. COVID Waiting that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: The way the business is evolving towards this vaccinated nonsense and the non-vaccinated, how are we are going to approach shows? Yeah. Um, it's crazy right now, and I know it's not to so you, disrespect anybody's opinion. Whatever, whatever. Like yeah. you said, don't want to get political. So we don't really know what to do. So but, he's good, yeah. You know, we do have some shows coming up though. Like Danny was saying, November sixth and seventh, we got our our first two shows coming up.
2: I have seen that uh, the Kingsland. No, was
0: it? No, in uh November 6th is Jersey in Teaneck, New Jersey, Devon Am Music Hall with Doggy Dog.
2: That's what it was. And it then saw it's, saw.
0: It is in Bowery Electric with Doggy Dog on a Sunday afternoon.
2: Oh that's good. Good. That, and that's and a that's great free. and that's a great um like coming out party. You guys coming out of your closets. Yeah, you know, that's <laughs> you know, if any closet is gonna be a good time to come out. No, but that's a good one. Like those will be good strong shows, yeah. good days. You know, good to come out like that. You know, gangbuster style, and and also um, and um um um, it's a it's a hype show. Like you know what I mean? Like it's part of a a big thing because right now that's how you got to do it with doggy
0: dog too. It's like you know, I mean.
2: That's a good little nostalgia thing.
0: And we can go in and kind of hey, look, this is something different, but maybe you like it. I don't
2: know. Yeah. Oh no, for sure, that's like the perfect band to do that with. Hoya, there's to, to, nothing
1: like playing two shows in one night. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I got to pull you. the double duty. I got to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but... I, I got to be honest. Like, I love playing like that old Doggy Dog shit. Like, oh. I, anytime Doggy Dog plays in this, like in the States over the last 10 oh, years, right. like, I, I've played uh, every U.S. show. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I sure. enjoy it. I enjoy yeah. it because I, I I love the, you know, I love those songs. Yeah. And usually when I play, we o- we always play all the old shit. You know what I mean? So because you're playing. The, wait. So
2: you're gonna play that doggy dog set also? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know well well who was playing with them yeah, now. Yeah. You know, I didn't know, they they were doing John, some
1: Dave, shit. me and and Brandon's on the drums. Okay. So, Debonair Music Hall is a place that the, oh, so we you play definitely every, every three or four years we have played there, and wow. you know, and we've always done great. Like, and you know, it's like that's the jersey show uh that's uh saturday night and then the next day we're going to play for drew stone at Bowery electric that. and that's a free show yeah that'll be cool uh same the bill yeah, yeah. that be same the, the city show uh it's doggy dog kings never die crazy Eddie and dead crew
2: yeah and I've the jersey
1: that. show is dog eat dog kings never die and um zero trust is you know zach thorne yes his new band and a local band rest assured is going to play so they're both like great bills and you want to know something like we haven't played in two years and i'm dying to play and like we're probably going to come out and play like all new all new shit yeah like maybe we'll play a song or two we don't we've only we only released seven songs yeah <laughs> ever over the last 2 3 years you know what i mean so it's not like there's this catalog like this is the beginnings of everything so if we play a song or two that we released before great but really it's about now and like just playing this music that we just created and you know that's all that really matters right now.
2: Is this is this gonna be you both you guys' first show playing again? Yeah. Since yeah. whenever the last or, I haven't I mean,
0: played a show in years. I think oh, last she, the show she, I played was me on stage was like with Rest in yeah. Pieces at the Black. Well, oh, that was the
2: last time. Oh shit, I didn't even think about that. Well, I, I was been there. On
0: stage in three or
1: four years, so for me, I'm like Judge, nine What
2: about you? And then, I think the, the like, last
1: show I played was in Kings Never Die. We played in Milwaukee or something. I think okay.
2: Yeah, and we had some shows with you, too. We played in, in Pennsylvania. Yeah, we played up with, Mike
1: Phil- Valente up there. Yeah, yeah. Those we were, there. like, the last shows we okay, ever Okay, yeah, those played, were the last. You know? We were those supposed were- to open up for propane in Albany right as COVID hit. And that mm. kind of shut. That was, like, but, but we actually had, like, 15 shows booked. And they all got canceled. And that's when it was like, hey, you know what? We got these songs that we recorded. We recorded two songs with Jerry Farley, uh, one for the A7 comp. We have a song called Stand For It All on that A7 comp. And it was that, like, you know what? Right. If the world shut down, we're not going to shut down. Let's yeah. get to work. And that was like the time, to- you know, I got to be honest, like the timing was kind of like beautiful for a. Yeah. I mean, look, you know I what? Tell- what? I, I do want to say one thing. Today is the anniversary. My dad died one year ago today. Uh,
2: rest in peace.
1: From And, that was, clo-
2: and that was close, yeah, he close died, to my he mom. To too. my mom's was about a year plus too. Yeah, it's like yeah. been a fucking real rough, rough yeah. world out yeah. there.
1: And my condolences. Yeah, boy, same to I'm you, man. I'm so sorry, man. Which, I mean, it's like, you know, you know how
0: it, it is. Your mom, your brother, I can't even imagine, bro. It's,
2: it's fucking, uh, it's a crazy world, dude. You know, um. <laughs> It's one of those things that um I'm so glad and we all know I could say I, I know you guys know, it, but I'm so glad I have children now more than ever, because yeah. without them, it would have probably been a different version of me, you know, and I don't know how it would have been. It would have been it would have been ugly because with with them, I, I changed my whole shit around for my sons. let alone me do anything that would, would leave them without a father It's not happening. You know when God takes me, He takes me, but I'm not giving nobody a head start. That's why I fucking do push-ups every day, which I hate. And yeah. that's why I do all that shit. I do. I will not when I die, it's gonna be because the man upstairs called me or the man or whatever you want to call it, you PC motherfuckers out there. But when God <clears throat> calls me, that's when no head starts on my part. The, you know, I took I did all my I I used, I used all my, my 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 party cards already, you know, like my Chances to wild out to do this. We did it. You know, we all we all party for a a couple of lifetimes. Now, if I would do that, you know, I deserve to 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 suffer if I if if I fold it now and not take care of what I have to take care of, because I've been lucky in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? my, my, My children are fucking healthy and my son wakes up smiling during this whole crazy shit. If my sons could wake up and they could smile and they're joking, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'm Absolutely. like, that's, you know, and you know, Danny, you, you got 500 kids, Danny. So you got to see 500 pairs of teeth smiling. I always look at Danny and go, damn, he got an army. Yeah. Like That guy hey, got... It's,
0: uh, you know, we change our lives for our kids. Yeah. You know, and our kids keep us grounded. Yeah. And yeah. They're, a, they're a constant reminder of how we need to behave, how we need to act, yep. and the things we need to do to take yep, care of yep. business, you know? Yep. And I mean, I still have fun. I still do a lot of things and I'm sure you do too. Yeah. But, you know, our kids, it all turned serious right there.
2: Yeah, because absolutely. Yeah. It's
0: you know, no... some of us grew up without a dad. Some of us grew up with broken up yeah, families yeah. and, you know, I made that decision a long time ago that I was never going to abandon my kids.
2: Yeah, know? exactly. It'll Me never too. happen. Me too. Yeah, I was so like, I'm with you on that. Bro. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and I and I thank, and that's why I could still say that um, I'm blessed, and because as crazy as shit is, I got two healthy, happy kids, and I changed my life around because of them. And for my mother who passed away, because she was like, "Yo, time to man up. You got to st- step up." And I never, I always say this. I never had to do it to get girls. I never did it because I I was into clothes or I had a you know you know me that I'm not that that type of dude. But the minute it was like what leave my son fucking uh, uh fatherless? Not while I'm a fucking live. That yeah. shit is just not happening. Not happening. You. Not ha- not in not in this world. Not in the next world. Not in the world after that. Yeah. Fuck that. So, you know, I'm glad. And again, and, 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 I'm, and I know you guys know that same feeling as 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 mad as they get us sometimes, you know, ain't nothing going to make us feel better than, you know, knowing that they're good. If they're good, we good. It's just what it is.
0: They're and the we, ultimate motivation,
2: man. And what we do is, be, you know, one way or another leads into how we have them. Maybe it was meeting their mothers that way or they liked what we do, even if they weren't into it or wow, he got tattooed. He got a look. Whatever, whatever, our music had something to do with our families and 100%. what
0: we built. So you
2: know,
0: listen, Evan Seinfeld introduced me to my wife on
2: the steps of Lamar's. Above. And there you go. And there okay. you go.
0: My whole life encapsulated. Exactly
2: right
1: there. Right there. And, and tassels <laughs> were right up front. Let's
2: I met my wife. I met my, yeah, wife. Exactly.
1: I met my wife. In 1990 at the China Club at a show. There you go.
2: Same thing uh, with me. And my a wife, show, you know my what I mean? wife, rest yeah, in peace.
1: Man. Coming to
2: shows. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's just you know, every our whole lives, everything. I, I say it to Freddie. Sometimes I go and to a lot of people. I go, you don't understand. I go, not till you sit down and think about it. Every single thing in our life will lead back to music at one point or another. If it's somebody we True. talk to, look, you could do whatever you did for your job all day, Danny. But then you're like, oh, I got to do this podcast. Why well, Because the band? this, that. Okay, what I got to do? Uh, you do whatever whatever your boy calls you. yo, You want to come to the show? Okay, the band or whatever. Oh, you got a package in the mail. Oh, this guy sent me some shirt. Oh, he's my guy from this guy. You go to the store, you go to buy a car. The guy goes, oh, I, I see you. Pl- I don't care where it's going to interact.
0: You know, it's funny <laughs> that you see that. Because I just talked about that on Drew Stone's podcast. I was on with Billy and Bobby. And we were talking about um, the Urban Discipline record. And, you know, recently I reconnected with Evan. We started talking again. It's been, you know, it's good. To you talk. did. I
2: didn't know that. And I talked to him recently, too. Did you really? Yeah. Awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we talked. and You know, it's all good, man. And, gug, gug,
2: I, didn't just, I didn't know
0: that. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. But recently, like, I just been having this thought, like, so much in my life comes back to the band, and it's like I, I became so much of what I am in my life because of the band, good and bad. Yeah, but I mean, all the friends that I have and the social circles that I go in, everybody's in a band, everybody's all we Everybody. do is we go to shows, me and my friends, like, what are we doing this weekend? Mad balls playing oh yeah, night. Exactly. Let's go. You know, yeah. I just go, we just go, and now my son's. All they want to do is go to shows. I know. And they go and they look at YouTube and they go, Dad, you played this show with a hundred thousand people. Know. You know, because I don't really talk about it too much. Yeah. But it's so true. Everything revolves back one people way or another. Music. Yeah. And it just doesn't ever leave you alone. Like bio has to this day of course like in emails and phone calls. People see me and they ask me about the band constantly.
2: Of course. And it's, it's never
0: a problem for me to talk about it, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah,
2: yeah. I know. no for sure. Everything yeah. we do it one way or another, it's just it's so weird how this thing engulfs your life when music, you know what Yeah. Yeah, the so playing so music it.
0: since you know all my life and professionally since I'm 19 and I'm 52 years old, people still talk to me about the first biohazard
2: out. No. nine, nine out of 10 people I know are dudes that I went to shows with. That's how I right. know. Oh, cuz we went to shows. And right. anybody before that, I was like before I knew what a show was. Yeah. So, my whole existence, you know what I mean? Otherwise, I was yeah. like, yo, I know these motherfuckers. Everything happened going to the show with the girl you met at the show. You got in yeah. a fight at the show. You took the ride to the show. You yeah. know, this happened because I couldn't go to the show. You know, it was always something every, with the fucking show. Every landmark in life happened around whatever show was going right. on. Oh yeah. yeah, we oh yeah we oh you were in a video yeah we did a video all right the bio had a video or whatever all right it was a show it was something to do oh the first um oh guys on TV oh shit how we get on TV oh why it was guys getting interviewed okay the band um why are they interviewing the band oh because of music oh why because they're the new band okay it was always that why we're we gonna go to the um Road Run and I would have the you know the the Christmas parties. Remember Christmas those? Yeah, yeah. Oh my, my God! Man. The best, the best I parties do. in the world. But <laughs> yeah. everything revolved. I would be at the craziest shows, the craziest events. But it all had to do with music, record business. I know this guy, that guy. He, you know how he used to be back then, even in New York. Yeah. To go to the building, free passes to go see God, flesh, and ba ba ba. <laughs> go to here to see whatever, whatever. We would go all over the place, just yeah, yeah. Music, music, okay. and.
0: Music did it all for us.
2: Yeah, yeah. And fuck, it definitely ruined us. It fucking. Yeah, it ruined us. You know know what? It's just a testament
0: to how much it means and how important it is to work hard on it. And when you make that music, to mean every word you say and make sure that everything means something. You know, I mean, not to get too deep on it, but it's important work, you know, because it is art, but we're representing our feelings, the way we feel, real emotion. And when you're connecting with people, it's important to do that. You know, that's what keeps people together. Yeah. And that's what kept all of us together all these yeah, years. Yeah, for
2: sure. And I, le- and I learned, when uh, you know, um, as kids, you know, we do music. To, uh, you know, oh, wow, we got music on Wax. It's Saved on Wax. But um, no matter what band it is, from the smallest to the biggest, every time you, you record something, that's a piece of history, at a moment of time for somebody, and it's yeah. recorded meaning if on, on that, on tape, on paper or whatever, it's recorded somebody uh, made a marking of that time of what happened at that moment. I go, you you know, you we, we get that later on when you start realizing again, hey, maybe we should watch how we're saying things like we're talking about how we say things. Wow, yeah. this lasts longer. Wow, even if you meant it or not, you're like, wow, I was thinking that then. Wow, that's crazy. I felt like that. And yeah. wow, it's, 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 it's like the same paper your doctor has. Wow, you felt like this back. Wow, I was that sick. I was that this. It's kind of like that. It's 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 pretty crazy, but so you don't true, realize true. it till later. When you get old enough, you're like, wow, I was angry. Well, I was this and I was that. And then for some people, maybe it has stuff that you think about, like, wow, maybe, uh, you know, I got to watch how I do this. Maybe how I go about this, you know, like you start.
1: You, you a little more careful.
2: Yeah, finesse.
1: You, can, you, you can't. Yeah that your life yeah.
2: you know we all very rigid in life and then the finesse comes one you' that the old dude with the the slick black hair back hair he's all nice but he's just he's cool but he's the older guy and that's what it is they finesse style they they you know and I think we learned that the older we get you know I I, I paid attention sure. to it more you know For
0: sure same here I mean that I think that's the a, a part of being old getting older but being smart and staying up on things
2: yeah you know? yeah no
0: that's evolution,
2: man. Yeah, it's no, awesome. for sure. And um, not, I'm glad I got you guys on. I'm glad I got, first of all, Dan, and we were talking about doing this, and I'm glad you guys, you were talking about, this is again why I say you got a good work ethic. He was like, yo, we got songs with this and that. I'm going to get at you after. We're going to put it out, bye, bye, bye. And I was like, good, and I've been watching you, how you've been doing your thing. That's how you got to do it. And I like it seeing it from a vet, because these there's a lot of vets that, they don't work. They think they don't have to work that just what they did a hundred years ago is going to carry their asses. Yeah. And, I say and, all the time. That shit don't work like, that way.
1: You know what, man? Nope. No, nobody gives a shit about what you did 10 years ago. Exactly. You know, years ago or 20 and, and, years ago. And the biggest thing is this, do you love what you're doing right yeah. now? Yeah. And me and Danny have talked about this. Like, honestly, that's all that really matters. Like, yeah. of course, like I want, I want the record to be accessible everywhere. I want people, we want people to hear it. We exactly. want people to like it, to connect. We want to play, you know, who doesn't want to like do successful things? That's all great. But if you, if it's not real and it's not what is in your heart, like, look, man, I'm like, I'm too old to be like wasting time. You know what yeah, I mean? Of course. Like, so what we created together, all of us to me is already like, Success, But now it's like time to give people an outlet to hear it. Hopefully we can find the right people, partners that, that would like to be a part of it and be a part of releasing it and marketing it and touring for it. And of course, like we, you always hope those things, but ultimately those things will happen if what you did is real,
2: yeah, and if and, and, and if and you're, you're active like
1: it. you've been, and and yeah. if you work it. it like you've been, yeah, and that's
2: a good thing how, how you've been doing. And the same thing, and with Danny, I'm glad I got you because I waited a while because they ran you through the mill already, the podcast mill. You know what I mean? And I try, <laughs> so I try to, I, I try to let guys marinate. You know, oh, we all have our circuits of guys.
0: When someone they're running short on guests, that's when I get to call. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Like, like, so no, but you know, like, you know, right. you know a lot of. No, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a drummer. It's okay. Uh, no, I want, you know, I would have got you a long time, but they hogged you up a long time ago. No, yeah. but what it is, you know, it's our circuit, you know, us, Richie, Drew. So when one comes, I try to wait. And then it was some, you know, you came out and then Richie grabbed it. I was like, all right, don't to let Danny. And then when he told me about this and then he goes, he gave me, I go, oh, let's do the podcast. And he gave me your email. Also, I said, oh, shit. So Danny's playing with him. He, he's going to be playing with him because I wasn't sure. All sudden, I was glad that I could get you on this because I didn't want it to be just a biohazard thing because it's not a biohazard thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. and I was glad because I wanted to talk shit with you and not about, I already know you're from Brooklyn. I know you're from the wrong side of the tracks. <laughs> I know these things already. I don't need to know these things no more. All right. <laughs> so I was like, but- <clears throat> And I'm, but I'm glad that also you're back playing. Cause I, like I said, you were a waste of a drummer when you weren't playing. I was like, that fucking guy get me so angry. I was like, yeah, this guy got a fucking play with you and Maddie Henderson with two people. I'm like, when you're not playing with nobody, I'm like, I curse you out a little bit like Wait, please, please. but I'm glad you're playing. I'm glad you're loving what you guys are doing more than anything. I'm glad to see you both of you guys, especially the toe. I haven't seen you in a minute, but, um, no, I'm glad you guys are doing music. I'm glad you're doing the music that you're doing. I really mean that by being refreshing and fucking, it's something good for the overall scene. And I think it's the right time now, again, you know, like something like that. And it's uh, still got the roots, but it's, um yeah. it ain't just a fucking, it ain't meathead. You know, it ain't just meathead. It's, it's a little bit more sophisticated. It's more beer bottle over the head meat, meathead than a gorilla throwing the tire. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like a different, like uh, but um, thank you guys for jumping on. I'm glad everybody. Make sure tune in again. What do you guys does um? You have a do you have an Instagram for the band? Yes. Yeah, yeah, you do that. That's why I talked to you on the Kings Never Die on the Instagram, right?
1: Uh, the Instagram is at Kings Never Die official. That is Instagram, and then Facebook is uh. Kings never die band which there sucks but whatever that's all No, nah, well
2: you got it. Listen, you got it. You that's what you need. Yeah. Don't be one of these dudes, oh, "I don't need Facebook. I don't need it. Well, we all need all that." Yeah, shit. We all that's, need how we, that's how we that's how we talk to the people. Yeah, That's how you got that's our yep. phone
1: to our people. Yep. Yeah. The okay. website is the same as well. It's uh it's www.kingsneverdieofficial.com. But the website is like literally we basically blanked a lot of it out. But, like, if anybody wants to hear, like, old music, like, everything is there. It's set up. Good. Waiting to be refreshed with everything new. No. Gotcha. You know what I
2: mean? So just stay um, on there and, and, and look out for the updates.
1: Yeah, you can, you know, you can. Uh, anything that, that we had done is up on the website, but it's in the midst of, like, we're obviously it's going to have to have a refresh. But Instagram yeah. really is the place where uh, you can catch up And, you know, that's the spot where, like, we'll obviously be using that more with shows coming up, right? So November 6th and 7th. Yep. Those are the first two This comes out
2: next week, so it's good that you announced that. So November 6th and 7th. Where at again? Say it one more time.
1: Debonair Music Hall. Debonair Music Hall, Teaneck, New Jersey, November 6th. That's a Saturday. The ticket link and info for that, that's definitely a show that people are going to have to buy tickets for. Yeah we've played there like we've played there i think two times it's been sold out both times so you know god willing yeah that would be you know a great show and then the next day sunday is at bowery electric uh fun one Drew,
2: yeah
1: free show market. but obviously bowery only holds like maybe yeah. 50 people so that's I gonna guess be that a hang-off yeah yeah oh, you know what i mean and by then everybody knows like jersey you don't but like in the city, you're going to have to like show some sort of a vax card. Yeah, uh, You don't have to, you know, just a card. Or whatever. Everybody um,
2: just call wherever they're playing. You call up, do whatever you got to do, but make yeah, sure you play. go see them. Danny, what's the deal? I mean, you I know you got a um, you're on in Instagram. That's why I talk to you on Instagram or Facebook. I forget which one. I, I'm if on I hit both. You. Danny yeah, both. Bio has it on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Danny Schuler on Facebook. I'm and, on,
2: I'm and, 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 and real quick. Any quick biohazard news real quick, real quick, a little <laughs> quick something, a little bio-hazard quickly. Give you me think? give the smoking word podcast a little something.
0: Well, there's not a whole lot to get. I mean, you know, like I said, make I just, it up,
2: you know, make it up. So I get some extra hits. Give me some gas with, uh,
0: with Billy and Bobby. We just talked recently and, uh, you know, we're going to do something yeah. soon. I don't know who it's going to involve or how it's going to happen just yet. But uh, you know, we all want to do something soon with Biohazard. People keep asking, and it's amazing that they do. And uh, we're gonna do something soon.
2: Yeah, some good I shit.
0: But how, how we're gonna do it yet? But we're gonna do something soon. But good and shit. A lot of 30th, uh, 30th anniversary of Urban Discipline. Whoa, it's 30. Out, 30 wow. years uh, wow. since wow. the second record Urban Discipline. Wow. That's on a big 1992. One. So um, that reissue is coming out soon. Also, it's got some some. Uh, some cool like extra stuff on it
2: and a little dope. remaster and everything so
0: oh dope yeah, dope yeah, that's, hey that's the latest of Biohazard. good
2: good so look out for Biohazard with original lineup you heard it here first <laughs> <laughs> yo I see the vocals and Evan is coming on and I'm gonna jump on <laughs> as third backup and we're gonna have uh who else I gas this shit up Yeah,
1: yeah. but uh
2: no but listen I'm glad yo I'm psyched for you guys and we're definitely gonna hook up some shows the minute somebody will let us play somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The minute we could do it, but mad love to both of you guys. This will come out next week. I'll let you know what's up when it comes out. But again, sure. one love Kings never die. Make sure everybody go get that. Follow Danny, follow Dan, go fucking uh, get, download their music, go buy the fucking t-shirts, go to Casa the Rock and buy my shit too. <laughs> While you at it. Absolutely. But um, definitely, yo, one love guys. I love you. You know what's up, Danny. You, Mad love to all your family. We'll talk, guys. You, and um, we out, all right?
1: Boy, thank well, you, bud.
2: Love you, love, man. We'll talk. love you, Nick. Be Peace. safe.